Welcome, everybody, to episode 33 of the Bombshell Podcast. I'm your host, DK Dynamite, with our lovely host, Fajardi, and a very special guest tonight, Lego Unlocked. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing good. Yo, what's up? <laughs> Happy to have you guys on. And uh, we got some funny comments while the stream was scheduled. Everyone's like, oh, I didn't know DK and Lego were friends. I'm like, yeah, I brought Lego up quite a few times uh, in previous episodes, man. I'm like, dude, this is one of the creators that I've, I've advocated for. I've said, you know what? This is one of the guys out there who obviously had his moment during Black Ops Cold War, blew up, and uh, of course deserved it. But is one of those people that actually plays the game that he's covering, man. I really respect that about uh, the content you've been producing for the past year. I mean, how long have you been doing YouTube for, if you know what I'm asking? Um, I, I kind of started in Black. Well, I started in uh, Modern Warfare 2, but there was probably a wow. couple of videos. And then Black Ops 2, I probably uploaded four or five. I think... Black Ops 3 was kind of the year that I actually started, like, I probably made a couple hundred videos for Black Ops 3. Sweet, Probably around sweet. a couple thousand subs. But then, obviously, Cold War is the year that I took it to a next level. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, and we had that in common, because I'm like, like Fajardi and I always talk about, I'm like, Cold War was just the game where we're like, if we're going to do this full time, if we're going to go all in, this game's going to be it. Like, we had so much confidence yeah. in Cold War from the moment it was revealed, and no regrets absolutely no regrets ever since then i actually i was still in school uh right up until the reveal of uh, black ops cold war and then i'm like the reveal came out and we were trying to balance all these things classes the game and i'm like i just went all in man i just cold war just i just had a gut feeling i just had a gut feeling about the game so obviously we both have some bias uh towards the recent black ops but i also have to ask as a joke man what if lego comes in the actual brand Lego comes in and just DMCA's you and says, "Yeah, you can't have that in your name, even though it's Lego unlocked, not just yeah. Lego." What, what what would happen, man, if uh, if they just coming out of nowhere? I don't know. Yeah, I, oh, I've man. thought about that. So I, I've tried, like, but yeah, like, yeah. I don't think it's an issue. But I, I don't right. know what I. I guess it'd just be, uh, I I'd, I'd replace the Lego with something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think it should be unlocked. Pause on, oh my, we're definitely getting into that today, Chad. We have quite a few topics we're going to be getting through. I mean, we have the quote-unquote reloaded update. I'm doing the thing with my fingers, reloaded for Vanguard because it really wasn't. And we also have quite a bit to talk about Cold War. We have some new rumors about COD 2023, MW2, some fake news. I mean, the work, so I'm looking forward to everything today. But as a reminder for all you guys who just tuned in, you can save 30% off G-Fill using code DYNAMITE from now until the 17th. We get about two code boosts every month. So take advantage of that while you guys can. Really appreciate it. And as always, I'll be doing open lobbies with everybody that supports me using the code and whatnot. I always like giving back to people who go ahead and show some support. Uh, I think first off, I kind of want to ask you guys. I'm like, hold up. Are you surprised that Vanguard kind of took a page out of the Modern Warfare book? Didn't do a Reloaded for Season 1. Because I don't know if you remember, MW Season 1 also didn't have a Reloaded. It was like, Fajardi sent me this thing. It was, uh, what was it called? It was a refresh. A, a, refresh. Refre a refresh, right. With, with very little content. And I'm like... Cold War Season 1 Reloaded was crazy. I mean, it, I think there were actually two mid-season updates in Cold War Season 1. There was, like, a big one, and then, like, two weeks later was Reloaded with Firebase and whatnot. I'm like, they just yeah. went all out the first season. And, like I always say, launch impressions are important, especially Season 1 impressions. So, Lego, what are your thoughts on that, man? Have you noticed <sighs> Vanguard taking all these notes from MW 2019, a game that I don't think you like too much, if I had to guess, but... Yeah, I yeah. like, and it, it's like you said, the, the first impressions are huge, and Modern Warfare lost me. The first two months, like, I was done. Like, <laughs> there, and I mean, that's what's happening with Vanguard, those first two months, and the game's not really at a state where they can just not do anything, and yet they're kind of just 
sticking back and like doing the bare minimum when the game right, right now is a state work it needs it needs a little bit more than that but if it is like modern warfare maybe maybe that's a good sign they'll maybe pick it up because modern warfare they really did start going kind of hard on the updates you know halfway through so maybe that's in store for us if they're going to keep following the modern warfare pattern yeah i mean isn't it funny when you see bugs they were only in modern warfare 2019 and then all of a sudden they're in vanguard i'm like see i, I know engine isn't always everything Every, i think a lot of people with common sense know that but it's just obvious that vanguard clearly just didn't have much development put into it so they had to rush and put together what they could reusing as much as possible for modern warfare which wasn't my cup of tea and you said it lost you uh what you said two months in yeah. with majority i mean how, how close or how uh how fast did it lose you i think the beta <laughs> you didn't even buy the game I, I don't. I don't actually. I own zero copies of Modern Warfare. Um, I never bought the game. I just. I just. I. Yeah. I think I actually. I. I share played it from DK or yeah from his from his PlayStation <laughs> oh account. I never God. bought. I never bought the game. I, it never intrigued me. The the MP trailer. I just remember watching the MP trailer. I'm like, I don't know how you mess up such a such a sick ass song that it had for that trailer. Oh, I think Sandman. It was like a, the yeah, Sandman. It was, it was like Metallica song. And yeah. Sandman, yeah. I think. <laughs> Yeah, it was, and like it was, it, was. Uh, I don't, it just it just lost me. I, the marketing wasn't intriguing to me, and I just I ended um, up didn't even buying the game. So there you go, dude. Uh, yeah, I mean that's the thing, right? I don't like try. I don't like to bash on games that that I didn't play much or games that I, I didn't enjoy much. But when Vanguard's copying nearly everything that MW did, it, it really gets to me sometimes. But uh, with that, I think you're going for Atomic right now, aren't you, Lego? You're actually yeah. are you trying for in multiplayer? Uh, yeah, well, every time a COD comes out, this is kind of how my channel started with Black Ops 3. Like, I always go for the Master Camo right off rip. Like, we, right. two two weeks in, we had everything done for Dark Aether and Atomic, and they finally just fixed it at the beginning of this week. But at this point, I'm, like, I, I'm slowly working on Atomic, but I just, I don't have the motivation I had two weeks in. Like, if they would have fixed it, like, in November, I probably would have got a November, but we've just been that one challenge away with the Panzerfrost. And now that it's fixed, but I mean... We're two months in. It's kind of lost the appeal of like the mastery camo at this point. I was gonna say because you know how typically channels. I mean, it could be anybody that would put together like the little montage of oh, here's the new mastery camo on all weapons. That kind of got ruined with Vanguard because people, I, I think, cheated or, or got some unlock all tool. Did that to get the camo on all weapons. Posted those videos, whereas people that were grinding were never able to finish the actual camo unlock until what was it a couple days ago when Atomic finally unlocked for some people. Dark Ether was also well, why was that buggy for so long? What was the the setback? Some challenges not tracking. I don't I don't even remember the, the biggest Dark issue, issue was the uh, at launch. You know how they let people level up weapons in Van or in Warzone early, the STG yes. and the M1 Grand. If you use those in Warzone, there was a high chance that they wouldn't track at all in uh vanguard that, yeah, it, yeah. it eventually got fixed when they introduced the new ar people were able to work around it for dark ether but they weren't able to do that because of the uh panzer frost and mp until they just fixed it like monday yeah i mean that's one of those things right because you talk about replayability you talk about the same kind of multiplayer design every year and the one thing everybody typically has is the the mastery camel grind that's something that multiplayer people just have zombies fans of course had it with uh was it black ops 4 and and cold war and again now but before that was kind of like the multiplayer thing everyone's like hey that's that that's something we grind for every year and i i still cannot believe this is a world's first where you couldn't unlock the mastery camel within the launch window of the game coming out within the first year of its release. 
it, it was after New Year's that it finally happened. And I, I did see a comment in chat about, you know, complaining. We're, we're just being honest and upfront about everything. We're not trying to make this some type of some long rant where we're just, you know, spreading negativity. It's like I said, there's a way to provide constructive criticism without being an asshole, without a ha harassing devs. Lego knows that as well. I think I think that's that's really apparent. But uh, just, just to clear that up, we're not trying to make this out to be some some crap fest on Vanguard. But hey, if we're not happy with things, we're not happy with things. We got to be honest. We're not going to pretend like uh, everything's in a perfect a perfect condition. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I mean, with as hard as you went with Cold War content, right? And then transitioning to Vanguard, did, did you kind of have a gut feeling before Vanguard came out that this year wouldn't exactly be the same with how you did content, with how performance looked, with you know audience interest and whatnot? I mean, what, what were you thinking going into this? Yeah, right off the bat, I mean, even just talking about Vanguard, you could notice before, like a, a month before Vanguard even launched, like you could notice, like I would get double the views just by having Cold War in the title compared to Vanguard. Even just like there wasn't even launch hype for it. Pre-launch, talking about Vanguard zombies was like noticeably less views. Insane. And and the way it's set up, like a lot of my content, I like to like test things out, review things, kind of like an outbreak was perfect for that, that sandbox mode where you could just test a bunch of stuff. But the way the, the um, I forget what they're called, the little covenant thing in the middle that you spend, like it really doesn't allow you the freedom to like set up different classes, test different things out, review different things. It's a very locked down experience with not a lot of replayability to it. So, I mean, there's just there's not content to make in it. And I, I think I pointed that out pretty much as soon as I watched the trailer and they were talking about the covenant system right off the bat. I'm like, there's not much you're going to be able to do with this. Like, that's fair. Just everything into one point and it's just it i mean it makes it where it doesn't have the different types of like cold war you could test out so many things in combination but you just you can't do that with this fair and you know what's funny something i i always said even when outbreak first released i know it got so much better by season six and there was so much more content added to it but I, i've always had the opinion that there is more myth busting opportunity within outbreak than any single round based map ever released and I always said, I'm like, if I was a full-time Zombies channel, that's probably what I would have done. But I noticed you actually dabbled into kind of just goofing around with friends, experimenting. Fajardi, I mean, tell me how many things you did with Outbreak. You were doing all types of oh, psycho man. shit. I'm like, whoa, crazy, like just jumping glitches and freaking uh, all types of stuff. I mean, yeah. go into that a little bit. I absolutely love playing Outbreak. I think uh, it was definitely um, a, a needed change for the, for the Zombies as a whole going into uh, Cold War with people being especially frustrated with how Black Ops 4 was uh, handled. Um, so I, I absolutely loved uh, Outbreak just because it was it was just like the sandbox mode. You can go play however you want. You can go do whatever what you want whenever you wanted. It wasn't like you, well, you had to get to this certain round to do this, unless if you're doing an Easter egg, obviously. But, yeah. um, you know, spawn whatever you want. And there was a lot of things where, like, I would put, uh, just to name off a few, I would put, like, the the dirt bikes in the launch pads and go to the top of the skybox like it's just it's just fun stuff like that that right, you can't right, right. really do you can't really you can't you just can't do that in in normal round base right. which is just unlimited it was just unlimited potential man exactly <laughs> absolutely yeah i mean and lego what, what are your thoughts on like that that cringe outbreak versus round base debate like you, you know both of us we just played and covered both i mean we, we weren't you know picking sides or anything we just covered whatever was relevant i mean what are your thoughts on that? It got real toxic, I mean, after a yeah. couple of months seeing that debate. I hate how people are like, because I know not everyone likes Outbreak, and that's fine, but it kind of, it, it appeals to different types of audience, and there's people who like both of them, but I felt like people were turning against it, like they were just mad that it was even in the game, and it's like, what negative does this do to you to have yeah. this in the game? Like, and 
it, it like and it was it was great for testing things out to me that was the perfect thing with all the tier fives like as soon as they added a new tier five perk i didn't go into round base and tested it for the most time i went into outbreak like what can i do with this in outbreak but like it doesn't negatively affect anyone to have outbreak in the game and it gives them kind of a way to constantly drip feed content outbreak got more content over the year like you don't see that with a round base map when they add a round base map when the next one comes out they're not they're done adding content the round yeah. base map pretty much stops with that but outbreak once it was added in the last update for cold war still got new content for it and it allowed them to kind of have when there wasn't a new map to work on it allowed them to drip feed content in a way they've never done before right and i don't know i just don't know why there was such a big debate between the two <laughs> i think in like both of them and having them both together in one zombies experience definitely i i guarantee you the people who were really upset about outbreak would love to have outbreak in vanguard right now caldera something. outbreak or something guaranteed guaranteed something like that you know, it's funny because it's like cal 7 chat uh the weird people on twitter who think they're the avengers because they like round base over outbreak i mean we saw this time and time again i mean it, it was always ironic too the people who actually didn't even make content would complain that outbreak had no content to cover and it's like but you're not even posting so what where does this opinion stem from if you're just playing and you're saying i'm not enjoying it fine that's your opinion right but it's like come on man uh, now imagine this i was thinking about this last night what if cold war didn't have any round based maps what if it was just you know they're on fun type experiences and outbreak uh and then the closest to that was onslaught containment or just onslaught in general because uh, right now I, I almost feel like uh people have made a, a fair assumption that the void objective, Shinonuma, is kind of like Onslaught Containment a little bit. And we're going to get more into that later, but would you say that's kind of a, a decent comparison? I've been seeing that a lot over the past couple of days on Twitter. Yeah, like that, that pretty much the exact same as Onslaught, because it doesn't, the map doesn't evolve. It's just always open. It's pretty much the exact same thing. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, uh, Hells was like, Lego testing the movement speed on Outbreak was great content. Dude, you had, was it Ether Shroud, Stamina Up, Maxed Out, uh, uh, Reviving Somebody? I mean, you. You, you became the Flash in, in Outbreak. I mean, it was just cool content. Like, oh. no, nobody was making stuff like that. I forgot. Pax put in chat, Fajardi, you talk about RD machine experience with RCXDs. Oh, my God. So, yes. yeah, there, there, was a, there was an RCXD duplication glitch on D-Machine where you could spawn, like, insane amounts of them. Like, I think we spawned, like, at least 50 plus of them and we actually broke the entity limit on the map to where zombies wouldn't spawn anymore and we, even went, <laughs> we even then yeah. went to the the d machine boss fight and orlov wouldn't even spawn in that's how broke that's how broke, broke the game, broke the game. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing man. it's just stuff like that there's so to much to that. play with in cold war you know what i mean like this it just offered so many things yeah. that were interesting like that but i mean one of the things that i'm sure you noticed right and i still can't believe this we got radio silence about this midseason update. And then Treyarch yeah. was the one they revealed that was coming out on a Tuesday. And then Monday yeah. comes around. Fajardi and I wake up early. We're like, hey, you know, get ready for the marketing. Let's see what's going on. Let, you know, top on a call. It's, so nothing again. I'm like, oh, no tweets. No. And then the next day, it was still radio silence. And I think it was Raven that first tweeted about this midseason update. And I'm like, isn't it crazy that... Uh, you everyone know, butt slides. Everybody butts. Yeah, it's like, what's going on here? And, and the thing is, I don't know if you play much Warzone, but it, it's just, it's like we talked about before. It's a little strange that the paid portion of Vanguard is getting less attention than 
Warzone, which is free to play, and I get it, because Warzone's popular. But then even Treyarch, that only did one mode, or is going to be doing two, because they're doing competitive multiplayer soon, which I also cannot believe that they have to clutch that as well. <laughs> it, it's like it's like Treyarch is coming in clutch, carrying whatever is left of Vanguard. I mean, what are your thoughts on that, man? What's going on with with this? Uh, is Sledgehammer like 0 for 2 right now? Because they, they couldn't get out COD 2020. Treyarch took that over. Vanguard released in a mess. It's like, are they 0 for 2 the past couple years? Like... Yeah, I honestly, I don't know what's going like. It just I, and I, I understand why they're silent, because I, I realized for the longest time, like, why is there no community interaction? Like, why are they not telling us anything? But then we got the post that they talked about yesterday. And it's I mean, they've just repeated the same thing for the last two months. Like, we're working on it. Like, so I think that's why they don't they don't officially announce anything anymore, because they're still they still haven't got anything done yet. They're still working on the same like content fixes they've been working on since launch and it's just like nothing's ready yet so that's why they've kind of gone radio silent but yeah, yeah. i mean i i don't know i couldn't tell I just, you i just keep thinking back to like it was a pre-launch hour before vanguard and i remember there was like i forget where it was said but it was something like oh yeah we're gonna be very like we're gonna be listening to the community we're gonna be doing this we're gonna be very like involved and like we're not even past season one and it's already fell off uh, the biggest cliff you can ever imagine yeah. so um, which is, uh, I mean, hopefully, I'm, I'm hoping we'll turn around. I'm actually praying it does because I, I don't want to see the game uh, just absolutely implode with negativity, even though it may already start going down that route. Um, hopefully, it doesn't get any worse than it already has, and hopefully, there's a turning curve um, shortly coming. And I think, and I think this uh, this most recent update for zombies actually helped toward that. Um, but then again, uh, yeah. how many small steps in the right direction before people don't even care anymore? But I, I, I saw this analogy. I think it was Milo. Somebody sent me this this clip. I believe it was Milo's clip of he kind of made this analogy of like, yeah, it's like they want to go in a certain direction, but something's holding them back. So they keep looking backwards and trying to appease everybody instead of just kind of ripping off the bandaid and just continuing down a path that clearly they want to go down. I mean, and another note from Infinity Ward, right? Somebody reminded me of this a couple of days ago. They released updates in Modern Warfare a couple of years ago without patch notes, without explaining what was changed. And, yeah. and it's kind of ironic. Once again, you also have that issue in Vanguard where there are things that aren't being explained. There are things that are silently being changed. And it's like, why is it? See, this is the thing, right? Then I sound like a Treyarch show, which I get called every day and whatever. But it's like, why can't you just take a note from Treyarch's book? You know, Treyarch is super vocal. They're super uh, uh, in depth with everything that they release. Their updates. They're, they're very transparent with, with with how things work. It's like, why can't they at least take a note from that, just so we know what's going on? Uh, however, you know how uh, <laughs> you were going off about uh, the lack of a pause feature. What did you think of the explanation from the blog post? I think that was a bit of transparency about how it's tough to kind of work with a feature like that on the new Modern Warfare engine. I mean, I, I get it. They were pretty much saying because it was because of dedicated servers, but I feel like they shouldn't have even introduced, like, if it wasn't, if, if the game wasn't ready for the dedicated servers, like, I feel like the community would have rather just had a pause feature, no dedicated servers, and then bring in the dedicated servers when you're ready. Don't bring it in if the game can't handle it yet. Like, that Got seems it. kind of like a backwards way to do it. Like, usually you would want to get the feature ready before pushing it to the game, but it's like, all right, the game's not ready for dedicated servers. We're going to push it forward anyway, and then we'll try to fix it as we go along the way. And because of that, the community just kind of sat here suffering for the last two months, like, oh, well, we still can't pause. When it would have been better just to, you know, have the normal, like, no dedicated servers, allow you to pause, and then finally have an update that introduces the dedicated servers when they're ready. I think they confirm, though, when the server pause does come, it's only for solo and not co-op. It is only and for, yeah. 
And the thing about that, right, what would you say to somebody who tells you, well, Lego, just take your crap before hopping in game or take your piss before hopping in game? I mean, what, what is your argument to, to, to needing that pause? <laughs> <laughs> too much coffee, I, man. I Yeah, like, and I got it. Sometimes I got to refill, too. And it's like life comes up. Like, I mean, I understand if like, like, but like, I mean, and I feel like a lot of people who are older know this, like there's things that you've got to do. You can't just sit like people come to the door like you've got like life has things it's got to do and you shouldn't be. Too, like zombies is a type of game where you can play for hours let's say you want to go for round 100 you shouldn't have to be like clear your schedule be like all right like and set everything up ahead of time to where you've got this long period of time where you can go like that's not how life works sometimes it's like all right i'm two hours in i'm around round 50 i i gotta take care of something i can't just leave this sit and you shouldn't have to restart because of that that shouldn't just be like well i guess we'll try again tomorrow like, yeah it's it's not how it should be I, I think i've seen some people argue like oh well black ops 3 i mean i know you can pause on solo but you know co-op as far as we can remember before black ops 4 you were never able to pause and i'm like yeah that's true but over time we, we should be going up not not yeah, down you know what i mean back. with yeah not, not yeah should be going forward not backward with things like that so it, it, it is frustrating but uh, I, I'm kind of on the fence of saying, okay, well, if they iron out all the issues with dedicated servers and using the Modern Warfare engine this year, that could ensure a smooth Black Ops 2023 if they're going to use that engine. But at the same time, it's like, should we be, is that mandatory now? Is Activision forcing that to, to happen to ensure smoother Warzone integrations? But does it even matter when looking at Warzone Pacific right now, completely broken and it's on the Modern Warfare engine. So what's the point? You know, it's like, might as well let Treyarch use what they want to use. Uh, I mean, how did you feel about, I mean, did you play much fire team in colder multiplayer, if at all? Uh, I played it a little bit, but I'm not going to lie. I just, I wasn't a huge fan of the cold war MP. Like I, I didn't it. like, but I played it a few times. A few times I played it. I liked it. I think I liked it better than Warzone. but I'm not a huge battle royale person. Like it was more interesting than me in Warzone. but it like, I probably played it four or five times and I enjoyed it, but it wasn't something that I was like, yeah, let's play that again. It was more of like, uh, you know, we got a few minutes to kill. Let's hop in, give it a shot. Got it, got it. Somebody in chat was like, I just got kicked out of my game listening to you guys talk about pause freaking server. <laughs> oh, yeah, because the, the inactivity. I mean, I think that happened yep. to me one time. I had somebody hold a zombie. Or no, I think my, my teammate had left. There was like no zombies spawned in at, at, at spawn. And then I just sat for a second and sent a message and I got kicked. And I'm like, dude, what the f I hate that. Can you just well, <laughs> increase yeah. the <laughs> It's also it's also super frustrating when you're like trying to export models and stuff and you just get booted out of the game and like you have to be loaded into the game to like export models. Right. So it's like, oh, I just got to restart my game again. I feel I, like I've, been, I've been good with it. I've been good with it where I move a little bit every few minutes, but like sometimes it happens. I'll set up for a thumbnail and I'll like I'll get the thumbnail shot and I'm like, all right, let's see how this looks in Photoshop. Here we go. Got it. Got it. And I'm like, oh, crap. No, that wasn't good. And it's like <laughs> you already kicked. And I'm kicked, and I'm like, well, now I got to pack a punch again. I right. got to reset this up, and it's like, okay, cool. Right, you got to waste more time getting 7,500 <laughs> points. I mean, before, we, yeah, before we move on here, though, I, I got to ask you, Lego, thoughts on the festive fervor Christmas event, man? I just have to ask oh, you. I have to ask everybody this whenever they come on. Honest thoughts about the Christmas limited time event that lasted, what was it, like three, four weeks? Yeah, I mean, the MP side of stuff was kind of cool. The fact that we got Christmas lights and zombies, I mean... At that, like, I felt like zombies got so little. It's like, what even the point? Like, they added Christmas lights to spawn and added a few. Like, I, I guess it's cool, but the fact that you couldn't do the challenges in zombies was, eh. And I don't know. It it, it wasn't really like a huge event. It was more of just kind of there in the background for the most part. I think it's ironic because last year, I know I think both of us said this last year, if I remember, Jingle Hell is a bit underwhelming. I think everybody knew that. 
and we're like, oh, well, we'd expect them to try something maybe different with this year's Christmas event. Maybe they can just Christmas event. Maybe they can just copy paste the Halloween pumpkin heads and just give them Santa hats and throw that in there on Fung or something. Would have been cool. But then it's like, wait, there's not much they can drop, right? Loot wise, there's, there's no wonder weapons. There's, you know, how to, so it's like, wait a second, how do you? So might as well just could have just added the event back to Cold War, skip yeah. the Christmas event for Vanguard John. It's like, God damn it. Uh, but you can't get everything we want, right? I really wish they just put those events on timers. That way, 10 years from now, if you hop onto Cold War, like it just no matter what, like these set right. date, no matter what, this week, Cold War is going to have this event. And same thing for the pumpkin event. Like that should just be a set timer where no matter what, it's turned on. Because it, it kind of sucked because I was like, oh, I want to go back and do this Cold War event. Because even, even the Jingles Hell was super basic, but it was still better than what we got in Vanguard. Right, like, at right. Least, it was new stuff. They dropped new stuff, whereas in, it was just cosmetic and Vanguard. But no, it's unfortunately, I don't think we're ever going to see that event again. And we might not ever see the pumpkin event again, which is pretty sad. Didn't Lee Ross make that work where something was timed? It was like an achievement or something in Infinite Warfare. Oh, yeah. It was a um, it was a super like hard calling card to get on Shaolin Shuffle where you had to do it at an exact time at the exact uh, point of the day. What if you missed um, it or you weren't home when that happened? Or you just screwed out of that calling card? Yeah, you had to wait. You had to wait till the next day. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, that's it was, interesting. It was a troll face. It's a troll face that's like all pink and distorted. It's actually a pretty funny calling card. But That's actually – imagine going live every day trying to do it and takes you like five streams to fucking get a troll calling card. That's actually kind of cool. I like the yeah, – it's something different, man. Something different. Infinite yeah. Warfare gets massive respect for me, man. I like I like what they did with that. Yeah, I was a big IW Zombies fan. You were the guy for that, bro. <laughs> you were the guy for that um i also i mean th this is a crazy report that came in i think it was like four days ago before this reloaded so how do you guys feel that a 2020 playstation 5 game spider-man miles morales somehow in some magical reality here outsold call of duty vanguard for the month of december i mean we were already talking how vanguard was down bad in comparison to Cold War, I mean, Cold War is the best-selling game of 2021 for Call of Duty. It was actually above Vanguard when Charlie Intel posted the the stats. And then December's n numbers came in, and apparently uh, Vanguard didn't get the boost they probably hoped for with Caldera. Spider-Man, maybe because of the movie, maybe that somehow boosted uh, the Miles Morales yeah. title. But, dude, Call of Duty is multi-platform. <laughs> Miles Morales on, what, two, technically two platforms? PlayStation 4 and 5? What happened, dude, in the month of December with <laughs> uh, first Lego? I mean, what's going on with yeah. the with the sales, man? Jesus Christ. I, I just think it's the negative feedback. Like, the, I think the game, when it first launched, like, I think Vanguard had a big push of, like, positivity, but then it's just the lack of updates. And it. I feel like it, the con people stop making content for it, and when people stop making content for it, people stop getting introduced from that, and they just stop buying it for the most part. Yeah, isn't that interesting though? Because I, I talked to Cal about this. Was in chat right now. I I uh, I have something in mind for maybe uh, like a documentary style video. I'll probably put out this year. I kind of want to talk about, and it's kind of a, a purposeful hypocritical video. How content creation almost ruins gaming in a way because it's like you just said. If if creators magically stop covering a game. It's like it falls out of relevancy, but maybe that's just the way the gaming industry has evolved where you kind of need that extra marketing, not from commercials or advertisements, but from people covering it on Twitch, on YouTube. It's almost like games now have to appeal to 
content creators provide them something to make content on for the game to remain relevant long term. Isn't that? I feel like back then that wasn't really a thing with older Call of Duties, but now as time's gone on, now that's kind of what we that's kind of what we look at. And like I said, it's a hypocritical video because I'm a creator, so I'm saying, hey, am I a part of why gaming is kind of going downhill a little bit for certain people? I mean, I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Right? Do you think that the content creation is just like a pillar for for relevancy in certain games now? Yeah, I, I, I kind of get that, and there are games that release specifically for that niche, but I, I also think, like, even if a game launches, as long as it's good and the content creator enjoys playing it, it doesn't even really need to appeal to them. Like, they'll probably flock to it regardless. Like, if they, like, content that's good to make content on in terms of video-wise is content that's also going to be fun for the most part for people to play. So if the game has good content, I feel like it's more the other way around, that creators are going to flock to the games that are fun and good to play instead of, games going out to creators and trying to make a game around what a creator would like to play fair but i I, I can see how it does influence it i think it does have some sort of pool but i don't think it's to the point where cod's like purposely making their game or other games like i feel like there's some aspects they do but i don't think it's to the point where it is kind of shifted the entire industry got it got it yeah because i think i think uh story games kind of those solo experiences right they're not always uh, suitable for too much content besides a stream or something and those games still do really still do really well sales wise so yeah i guess i guess more on like the cod end that's kind of what i'm i'm getting at but yeah no i think that's it's really interesting to see Fajardi, you sent me a, a, an article the other day i forgot where it was from about what was it sales for ps4 and 5 for the year for 2021 and cold war was still pretty high up there uh which is which is amazing to hear about i mean i think cold war is the first cod in a while to have like two really good years in a row sales wise mw did phenomenal in mw in 2019 but in 2020 that was like the big warzone boost for it when it first came out cold war still overtook that which is which is which is awesome i guess you know treyarch and the black ops name uh can still pull through for activision uh something so do you remember where that was from for i don't remember if you, you sent me a um, i think it was i think it was benji that i actually tweeted out uh benji sales Fair, fair. Okay, let me see. Um, but I think I think that was that wasn't uh, sales. It was relating to downloads. Okay, so it's, uh, downloads. I don't I don't think the sales of uh, December two thousand twenty one exactly released yet. Got um, it. Got it. Because he usually does release it, and I haven't seen it. Uh, so interesting. Yeah, but I think now the next big the next big segment here is definitely the quote unquote big zombies update that Treyarch has had us all thinking about. And they released it a bit early because tomorrow's 115 day. I don't think they're going to do anything tomorrow. I think they already kind of got all their marketing out the way. But this was the update that I think everybody was anticipating. And again, perfect guest to talk about this. So we got a bit of a prologue. We'll start off with the prologue to the Easter egg. I mean, are you a fan of that that new style? Where I mean, they kind of did it in Operation Excision with teasing Modern Toten. But this time it was in the same map, kind of giving us the first few steps of the main quest coming out next season. I mean, are you a fan of that? A little, you know, just giving us a step in the right direction? What, what's up with that? I guess. I mean, I honestly, I'm not the person to talk to about that. I, I've never been a huge Easter egg person, even in Black Fair. Ops 3. Like, I, I'll do them after the fact, but it's like, even in Cold War, like, I did the Demon Machine Easter egg once, and I did it, like, two months after the map had launched. Like, I just... Got it. it. To me, it doesn't have that say. I'm more about gameplay. I like to test things. I like to set up classes, like, but the whole the whole Easter egg thing, like, I'll do it, but it's not, like... Like, I could honestly care less if Vanguard gets one or not gets one, like, at the end of the day. Interesting. That's actually interesting because I think a lot of people today, it's like we said earlier, a lot of people today are, are, you know, they kind of, they talk about a zombies map and 
they'll kind of determine if it has content or if it's good based on the amount of side easter eggs or if the main quest has a big boss fight a huge cinematic uh steven spielberg type cutscene like that's the way people are judging maps now but you're still looking at it from a raw perspective of gameplay that that's cool that, that's really cool man because not there's not a lot of people doing zombies full-time or just or playing cod full-time that i think would agree with that that's that's really unique though i, I like that a lot I, res I definitely respect that uh, with Cold War, though, I mean, w when you played Outbreak, so you did the main quest probably, like, once, right? I'm assuming. <laughs> the the uh, big one with uh, Operation Inversia. Well, no, I, I did that one a few times. I, the Outbreak one I had quite a bit of fun with. Like, that was pretty, especially, like, the harder ones. Um, and I, I like doing it with different types of, like, class setups. But it was more of, like, I was doing it to kind of test the weapons. It wasn't really for the story. Like, it wasn't. I, I could have cared less about the whole what was going on story-wise. It was more about like, all right, let's see if we can fight the, uh, I don't even remember the name of it, but whatever, the first boss fight with the crystal boss. Yeah, uh, Inversion Legion. Different weapons. Like, that was fun. Like, seeing, like, what was the quickest we could take it down? Like, what was, like, the, like, absolute fastest way to, like, instinct take it? Like, I like testing stuff like that. That's where I got enjoyment from. That's, that's really cool. That's cool. Yeah, no, that's interesting. Though. I, I like that. I like that approach a lot. But so with this update now, uh, unlocking the void objective, which is round based, this is something that I, I think is something that was almost doomed from the start. I, I, I had this feeling even before they announced this, that if they ever added any form of round based or, or, or anything like that, you know, Numa survival, that no matter what people would say, it's not enough. Should have been in the game at launch. It's a remake of a map we played for 10 years. Where's the other maps? So I kind of already knew that no matter what, people weren't going to really dig this. But in your opinion, is this the update that you think you were waiting for? Or is it just kind of, eh? I, I, think, I think this update would have been acceptable if it was closer to launch. But I mean, all they really did is they didn't add any new areas. This is an area that already existed. They didn't add, the only thing they added new was a pack-a-punch machine. And all they did was essentially take the blitz objective and make it where now it's a set amount of kills. Like, I'm not sure why this, like, I feel like... They had us wait two months for this, so obviously expectations are high. And I feel like this is something that would have appeased people if we were, you know, two weeks into the game's life cycle. Maybe if this was launched at the beginning of season one. But this game's been out for two months now. And we've got a new area that is was already in the game. No new, like, no new area whatsoever. Well, I mean, the, obviously the whole opening up of the one area, but the, the round base mode is an area that existed before and it's just a modified version of an objective that's already there. Like, it, I, I'm not sure why it took two months for this. And I feel like that's why a lot of people are disappointed because the time that it took for this isn't really just, like, most people play it for a couple hours and they're ready to move on. Like, it's kind of like, well, all right, what's the next set of content? When's that coming? Yeah, it's like, it's kind of a feeling I had when it dropped. I'm like, well, this is just basic ground-based. And if I'm not mistaken, people were already tired of basic ground-based in, you know, in Black Ops 4. It's funny people praising that game now. They're like, oh, because uh, BO4 was, oh, there's too many remakes. Game sucks. No content. You know, everything sucks. The main quest is too hard. They don't care about the story. And everybody's asking for things that were in Black Ops 4. So it's kind yeah. of ironic how we're going back to that. But it's like, oh, now now round base, now basic round base is okay. But in BO4, it wasn't. It's, it's, it's interesting how, how the tides have turned there a bit. But it's like you said, if this was out maybe shortly after launch, it, maybe people would have warmed up to it more and would have been okay with it. But even then, uh, this will blow your mind for a second, we're kind of somewhat on schedule with the way Cold War released Zombies maps because Firebase is originally scheduled for Season 2 but came out Season 1 Reloaded. So I guess they were ahead in that sense. And now, based on what we're seeing, the main quest for Duran Fung may drop beginning of Season 2, hopefully. But the next experience, the next map, 
might also be in season two. So they're somewhat close to how they updated their maps in Cold War. So we might just end up with four total experiences by the end of Vanguard's life cycle. I mean, would that? Do you think that's a, a fair number? If there's no other LTMs, though, it's a little you know, it's kind of the sore end of the stick compared to. I mean, compared to Cold War. But in my opinion, it honestly feels like Drawn Fong's not finished yet. It feels like we're, I'm still waiting on some sort of like because the, the gameplay loop doesn't really have that same cap off that round based have. And I feel like Drawn Fong is still in its development stages. So I don't know if we're even ready for the next one because it feels like, I don't know, something's just missing from Drawn Fong. It doesn't have that same captive feel. And it feels like they still need to work on that so much that I don't know if by next season they're going to be ready for the next experience. And that's. Like, and they, they're probably just going to push ahead and push with it anyway. But if, if Duran Fong doesn't feel finished, then I feel like the next experience isn't going to feel finished. It's not going to feel like it's ready for launch. And we might get four experiences by, but I don't know if any of them are actually ever going to feel like they're complete and are ready for like, you know, actual just sitting down and playing. Yeah, there's, there's also there's also a good comment. Can I go along with that? Cal says... I get that this is a hot take, but I think it's total BS to lose faith in Treyarch. Now, the change in Cold War from pre-season six, or from pre-launch to season six was insane. And yeah, that's the thing. I think that just kind of goes to show, though, that when Treyarch has time, they'll deliver. But when they're not given time and told to work on a new engine and to, and to continuously clutch for Sledgehammer, it's like, how can they possibly deliver what we're all expecting, what we're anticipating? They just don't have the opportunity. But it's like you said, right, with Duran Fung, it's almost like something else is missing. Something's needed. We're waiting for something, to, like this big breakthrough with the map. Maybe we'll get that in Season 2, and maybe the main quest will be super fun to the point where it changes everything. I don't know. But by the end of Vanguard's life cycle, I'd assume that there will be a good amount, if not everything, that Treyarch had kind of envisioned for this prequel type of story. And then they'll have a year off. I hope they have a year off when Modern Warfare 2 is out. And they'll get plenty of time to work with no with no type of, uh, no complications in, uh, in COD 2023. But, I mean, in terms of content creation, are you going to be sticking around till Treyarch's next game? And you, can, you, you plan to continue grinding as long as then? Or what's up? Um, I don't, like, for the longest time, I mean, I just stopped making Vanguard videos because there's really not much to make. Like, once you've, un like, really all there is to do is unlock Dark Ether. And now that I've got that done, it's like, well, yeah, I, I made content for a couple days about the pack of Munch Camo and the Riot Shield, but, like, that yeah. was really it. Now it's, I'm waiting for the next update. Whereas in Cold War, you could always find something. But I feel like I'm, I'm going to stick around. Like, I'm definitely going to do, like, custom zombies, and I'll go back and do some stuff in Cold War, but... There's really nothing left like I've done all the content in Vanguard. I'm waiting for the next update. And I feel like I shouldn't feel that way two days after our first big update. But like that update gave us content for like two days. And that's I mean, that's really it. There's nothing left. We're waiting for the next update already. Got it. That, that That's the thing. It's like, oh, I think if going to get us food now, uh, I think that's the thing, too. It's like, well, from a content creator perspective, I think it's frustrating, but as we move forward throughout the year, I'm like, I'm kind of worried that when Modern Warfare 2 comes out, we're gonna look back at we're gonna look back at Vanguard and be like, damn, it wasn't great, but we still had something. Then MW2 will be grasping for straws, like shit. What do we do? What do we cover? What do we talk about? Like, I'm kind of worried about that too, from a COD perspective. It's like, damn, man, what's gonna happen next year? Will it be astronomically worse than what we have right now uh, in VG? Uh, are you are you a little worried about MW two or are you like whatever you're just <laughs> you're just riding the wave? I'll figure it out. I, I, I'll, I'll like to me it, it is what it is. Like I, if I can't like the way I've always thought about YouTube, if I can't adjust, then I I don't really deserve to be able to be in a position to make content. So I'll keep trying stuff. If it doesn't work, then you know maybe we'll come back and we'll try it again when the next Black Ops game launches. But I, I still have fun. Like I have a lot of fun just playing customs. I have a lot of fun just screwing around streaming. 
like the videos might stop but i'm always gonna be playing something i'll be streaming it like that's but cool that's cool it is what it is we'll just keep pressing forward that's can do. yeah that's actually a really cool perspective though and i thought about that before too it's like if you can't adjust then should you be in the position to be doing cod full-time if it's just not for you like, or if you're not what you're, youtube is if you're like, not happy right no that's important that's important i think uh uh not not the majority got up i think it's, it's cool to talk about just that balance between real life and content creation i mean you're a busy guy i mean you, you talk you talk to me about you know your uh, your busy schedule with you know, you're still in school i believe and and do you still have a job outside of outside of school as well? Uh, I did up until this year, which I, I don't uh, know. I shouldn't have kept it last year because last year, like, I almost posted two Cold War videos every day. I mean, I streamed for two hours every day, and then I was also working, like, a day job, and I was doing school. Shit, man. Yeah. Well, this year, I mean, now, now I've got all this free time because I'm not, like, Vanguard, I make almost a video every day like i can't if i make two videos a day on vanguard i'd be done with it within the first week and there would be nothing <laughs> like, yeah that's no hey i give you props for that because it's like i said when cold war got revealed and i was kind of dealing with you know the channel doing so well and we were streaming these events you know talking about all these things and, and then i'm like damn I, I felt held back by things going on irl and i just i just figured i'm like dude i don't need this anymore I, i'm confident in 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 you know going full time and giving this a shot it's kind of a now or never thing and uh, I know regrets, obviously, but, um, dude, big props. I mean, Cold War, there were so many ways to stay busy covering that game. So I can't even imagine having to throw in uh, you know, a day job, school. It's like, I mean, I mean you said coffee is your best friend, but, I mean, how did you function, man? I mean, did you sleep much? Like, there's no way. Uh, so, I mean, it's something we talk about on the streams. But, like, if I know it's going to be a busy day, I sleep right down here. Like, I've got a blanket and a pillow. Like, I You're just... my... <laughs> I'll, I'll take a two-hour yeah. nap underneath the desk, and I'll have my alarm set. But, like, no joke. Like, I mean, that's what I would do. Like, there's enough room for me down here to sleep, and... Like it makes it easier to wake up on two hours of sleep if you're on the floor. So busy got day it. is like it's like all right, we got a new season coming out. It's I mean this week we're sleeping we're sleeping under the desk. Yeah, no, I I remember the, I remember the same kind of deal. Whenever especially when a new season came out for Cold War, it's like the night before I'd post a video or an update, I'd take like a two hour nap, wake up, shower real quick, get another video out covering the new content yep. that got added with the patch, and then you know maybe do a few things around the house real quickly set up the stream new new season drops boom that's the thing right i mean going back to the difference between cold war and vanguard every new season or even reloaded or any update in cold war i treated it like an event i think you did as well where we're getting together we're posting a bunch of vids yeah. we're using all notifications in one day putting up a stream you know vibing to the new dlc whereas with season one with Vanguard, right? I mean, did you feel the same way as me where it's like, when does the season come out? Because the content came out early randomly for zombies. It was just magically in the game. Nobody said anything. For MP, people were already playing the maps and with the weapons offline in like private matches. Everything was in game. There was no like, oh, let's count down. We're ready for the patch to go live. It was just like, boom, there's like this careless attitude. And I was really upset about that because it's like kind of ruined uh, the, 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 the routine I have whenever a new update comes out, the way I do things. I couldn't do it with Vanguard because it's like, you know, everything was just all over the place. I mean, what were your thoughts on that launch season one yeah. and just everything recently? I definitely, and I, I think even just outside of being a content creator, because I feel like when I say that, it's like, oh, well, it, it, I mean, it's not their job to make it at a certain time. But even for right. like, like there should be a set time when content comes out, because there's a lot of people who have day jobs. And it's yeah. like, I, I know this might sound ridiculous, but there's people who for like when a new zombies map drops, they'll take that day off of I, work. I used to do of, that. <laughs> you know, yep. schedule around that, even if you're not making content. So like knowing when yeah. the game's going to get new updates is kind of important for everyone because you kind of got to set your day around that if you enjoy and you're a fan of the game that you're playing 
you want to be there right when the new content comes out. You want to experience that, but it's hard to schedule your day around that. If it's just like, ah, uh, we'll just release it. I guess we'll go now. Like, just release it now. Randomly. Yeah. Like, it, it's like, well, that, that, that's the thing. And you said it so well, but that's the thing. I don't want to sound like that guy, like all stuck up. Oh, you're doing full-time content. You want everything your way. It's like, I'm not trying to sound like that, but it's like you said, it, we, we structure our days around things like that. And then regular people as well who aren't doing content take off a day of work or school or whatever the case is. And then you have Treyarch saying, update going live at 9 p.m. Pacific. We're like, okay, fair. That's what it usually does. Then Sledgehammer comes out. Oh, by the way, it's actually at 4 p.m. Pacific. It's like, okay, sure, it's, co it's cool. It's coming out earlier than expected. But, you know, we're all kind of scrambling, not knowing what's going on. It's like, you know, do we stream now? Do it, it's just, I don't know, man. It's just that, that lack yeah. of transparency just doesn't make sense. I think the the main problem with like what happened with season one, uh, the quote unquote reloaded launch was that at first the day started, we didn't know when the update was actually happening. Yeah. And then a blog post came out. It said that it was happening at this time. Right. And then a few hours later it said, Oh, it's never mind. It's happening at this time. So I can I remember seeing people in your, in your Twitch chat or not your Twitch chat, your, your live stream chat saying like the update goes live at uh, 9 p.m. Uh, PST. What are you doing? It doesn't go live now. Just, <laughs> it's it like just you created, missed the tweet. Yeah. Just created so much confusion. That just didn't. It, it's like how much? It just shows there's a lack of communication even within the studios too. That's crazy to me. You'll also be surprised how many people don't have Twitter. This blew my mind. Yeah. Like this was like maybe Cold War season four or five when I, I kind of sat for a second. I was covering. Okay, I think we're good. You guys still hear me, right? Okay, we're all good. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Chat, if the audio ever messes up, like I sound choppy, just uh, refresh the refresh the stream. OBS is fantastic. Um, what, what hit me during like season four, season five of Cold War was when I covered something and people were like, I didn't know that. And I figured, I'm like, yeah, if you cover or if you pay attention to COD and play it full time, you'd think people would see that, right? But not everybody has Twitter. So there's like this responsibility that I feel a lot of content creators have when they cover something. There's a lot of people who, no, they didn't see the tweet. They didn't see the blog post. They had absolutely no idea. But obviously, if you do COD full-time, you're recovering it full-time, you'll see everything, you know, everything going on. But there's a lot of casuals out there that have absolutely no clue. So I, I think it's an interesting feeling that, you know, we're kind of breaking the news for them. So I think it's a cool responsibility that, you know, some of us have when we're, when we're covering these games. But it's like Fajardi said, that confusion was really strange with this mid-season update because... <laughs> It's like I put out this video at like, I think it was two, three o'clock. And I'm like, yes, I have a good five hours to just take a shower, clean up a little bit, get ready for the stream. And then, no, they're like, oh, no, or updates one I have in an hour and a half instead. So we had to like rush to get ready and get everything prepared. It just it was just really unorganized, man. It's just super frustrating to see. But I think uh, for I think like it should be like a kind of like a prerequisite for every single update. It's like I, I woke up on Tuesday not knowing when it was going to like what's happening today. Yeah. Like, that shouldn't happen. That shouldn't be happening. That's like the that's the weirdest <laughs> feeling ever, and and that's and that's coming from someone who who reads all the tweets and and is very involved in everything. And yeah, I, I still had no idea, bro. You're in Carnage, which is like a circle in like the COD partner program, and you had no and nobody in that no group clue. had any no fucking idea. It's like, no what? hello, like what's going on, man? That's one of those things, right? It's like, how do I act like everything's okay? How do I pretend that that's acceptable? And then make a vid because I don't know if you saw if you saw this Lego, but any time any creator, especially me, if we talk positively about anything in Vanguard, you'll get comments saying, 
oh, you're, you're, not, you're not addressing what's wrong with it. You're a shill. Activision pays your mortgage. I'm like, where? What? And then I say something negative about Vanguard, but in a constructive way, not disrespectful, not toxic. I'll be like, hey, this is stupid or this is unacceptable or hey, this this should be fixed, whatever. And everyone's like, you're a hater. You're just, you know, milking cod to, you know, pay, pay your bills. You know, why are you still covering the game you don't like? It's like, dude, what do you want me to do? It's like I, I'm in the middle, like covering the good and the bad, but sometimes there's more bad than good. I just got to be respectful about it. I mean, I don't know. Have you seen that? On your on your oh, videos, yeah. like Jesus Christ! Oh, Todd, if you say anything good, it's like, why are you still playing this game? <laughs> play it. But oh. you say anything bad, it's like, oh, all you do is complain anymore. And it's like, I I mean, like I review things. Like a lot of my content is like I'm reviewing the new camo, and it's yeah. like, and like I mean, there I, I there's issues with things, and I'm like, I'm gonna like I don't try to say it in like a like a negative, but it's like, hey, this is this, this is the issues, and usually I'll say like what I think could be what we could do to improve this. But no matter what, if you say anything negative, it's like, oh, all you do is complain anymore. I don't even want to like, it's, I, I don't know. Like, but you can't say anything positive either. It's, it, yeah. It, it, you, it, it's so weird, man. It's so weird. I mean, I, I saw this one tweet. I, I don't know who it was from. It was it was a female content creator. Um, I believe she does COD full time too. She had tweeted out something the other day. I thought it was I thought it was hilarious. It was true. She's like, all the people that were laughing at me for covering Cold War last year are now immediately jumping back to that game because Vanguard's down bad. I'm like, hey, man. Or, or I'm, I'm like, hey, miss, that's absolutely correct. Because when I was covering Colder full time, people are like, how are you making daily vids on this game? This game's bad. This game's bad. What is everybody playing now? The one game that just happens not to be that broken. It's Cold War. MW is fucking in the dirt. <laughs> Vanguard is Warzone. It's like Cold War on a different engine is surviving this, this Vanguard integration. So it's like it's a playable game that's not going to give you that many issues. So it's like, hey, I, I mean, I guess Lego and I told you so, right? We told you Cold War was a good game. Go, please go back and give it a shot. I mean, it's like, hey, now, now, now you'll see what's going on. Um, besides that, too, I mean, you, I mean, this is also crazy because you were talking about you're in school, day job, content, sleeping down in your office, but you also stream on Twitch, right? And you do this. Uh, used to do it daily with Cold War. Now I think you'll, you know, you'll do it whenever possible. But and you also do it. But yeah okay and then also facebook i mean holy crap you also signed with facebook gaming recently how's that going like what kind of content did you have in mind for facebook when they signed you like how much extra time did you have <laughs> to even make some extra content man it's crazy um i don't know i've used it one because there's a lot of games people want to like uh for the longest time i wanted to play back for blood but it wasn't yes. something that i really was able to and i mean uh, we started posting it there and people actually really seemed to like that that got really positive reception uh, yeah and then same thing like i i use it as a vessel like all those games that people would usually be like oh hey you should play this you should play this but yes really sense for that like it's a perfect opportunity people get to see that now and i mean that actually does really good over on facebook and it, i mean it's kind of like the perfect content for it so i mean it was just like a almost like a perfect flow of integration to allow me to step back from cod and do yes. something that people have always wanted to see I think, no, I think that's a great way to put it. I mean, I, I had the same thing where a lot of people would tell me, oh, try this, try that. And it's like, can I really, can I really fit that in with my usual COD content that probably would hurt the health of the channel? It's not exactly smart to do that. And I'm like, Facebook was the best opportunity because I love Halo. been addicted to infinite multiplayer. Um, I've always loved Dead by Daylight. I, I gave Fortnite Chapter 3 a shot the other day, which was hilarious. Majority and I got a win. I'm like, I haven't played Fortnite oh, since like Chapter so 1. Yeah, it's like just trying other things, goofy stuff. I mean, it, it's just such a good opportunity to do that. And I think it's fun to just also have like those, even even if they're COD videos, just additional COD videos that wouldn't fit on the channel for that day because you already had posted so many times. You're my or, favorite or, streamer and content oh, creator. Let's see. Keep up the good work. Thank you so much for that. I just heard text to speech. Uh, 
Let me see who that message was from. Who was that from? It was Mad Anarchist. Hope you're not a real anarchist, though. <laughs> Don't burn any buildings down, please. Thank you so much for that uh, for that donation. Favorite, uh, he said as he said with the Texas speech that uh, we're the favorite content creators. Appreciate that, my guy. Appreciate that so much. A lot of Lego fans here tonight. But yeah, no, I mean, there's, there's definitely some some experiments that I wanted to do content-wise. And I think Facebook was a good a good opportunity to also kind of dabble in that and see how people react. I mean, it, it's been awesome. But uh, for the first time yesterday, I posted a video style I've never done before. And that's like a ranking tier type video. I ranked all Cold War uh, multiplayer maps. And I can't believe how long that recording was. Majority was like, what, 50, 55 minutes? <laughs> Yeah, it was I, really long. <laughs> I can't. Yeah, we went off. I mean, we're just passionate about the games. So that's how we talked so long. But yeah, stuff like that. I mean, I just I love doing you know little experiments like that. It's it's fun to kind of dabble into other things and, and see what's up. But no, I mean, dude, uh, seriously, massive respect for the amount of balancing you've been doing because I, I I know how it is. But it's great talking to people who probably do even more than I do and balance it all. It's like man, it, the I mean, I guess we're young, so we can we'll, we'll sleep we'll sleep in our forties. But while we're in our twenties, and we'll. we'll We'll, we'll, we'll grind through everything and, and continue. I mean, you have to. I mean, that's what YouTube is like. And, and this is the analogy I use because I know everyone, like everyone's always like, what, like, what do you like? What does it take to be like a, a YouTuber? And the the thing, the mindset I've always had with it is, I mean, it's very competitive. Like, you've got to yes. want it more than the next person. That's the only way you're going to your videos yeah. are going to be better. Is you've got to want it more, which means you're not going to be sleeping. You're going to be spending those. 18 <laughs> hour days grinding nonstop sleeping under your desk and whoever wants yeah. it more is usually going to end up on the top and that's i mean that's just what youtube is you just got to want it more than the next person yes no that's so well put but the thing is right it's like if you make let's say you make a video that's similar to like what i made or, or vice versa even it's like when i know the creator is genuine and isn't like a complete scumbag or steals or, or just is disingenuous i'm like that's cool like I, I feel i feel nothing about like for example if we made the same cold war video i feel nothing i'm like oh cool like i love that someone's cover you know covering the game supporting it it's like i think people get too stuck up in that mindset of like uh, oh, I, I gotta like really hate this person. I gotta, you know, talk trash on them. It's like, it's like, and what you've done, you know, amazingly is not got into drama or, or, you know, hating on others. Like you just, you just do your thing. Who cares what everybody else is doing? Like, yeah, stay, stay, stay ahead of the game and be competitive. Sure. Like with what's relevant, but you know, it's not about everybody else. Like just really put in that work for yourself and, and see what happens. I mean, you're one of a few creators that I've seen has not kind of went to the dark side and started turning into like a drama channel, ranting every single video about the same nonsense. You're not even playing. It's like, no, you're actually, you're doing your thing. And it's like, I, I, and I said this to uh, this chat, I don't know how many times in the podcast. I'm like, yeah, I can name maybe on my hand, three, four people that I can trust and say, yeah, they care about the game they're covering. They're not, they're not going down the wrong, the wrong path with anything. So that's awesome, man. It's great to hear that you're, you're on top of that. I love, I love that, that attitude towards, towards content creation you have. Uh, yeah, so you've also posted some Vanguard vids on here too. Or are you re-uploading your, your YouTube content? Uh, well, yeah, some of those are re-uploads, but I, I've recently started posting some Vanguard vids as well, just because usually I play with a group of people with uh, Dying Light, but I haven't, uh, not uh, not uh, Dead, I don't even remember the name, uh, whatever the zombie game is, uh, I forget the name of it. Uh, or Back for Blood, that's oh, what back it for is. Blood. Got it, got it, got it. Usually I play that with a group of people, but they've been, you know, busy doing other stuff. So I've recently been doing some of the stuff that I've I've needed to do in Vanguard to catch up on Atomic is kind of what I've done the last few days. But usually it's going to be like co-op games with other friends and stuff. Got it, got it. No, that's awesome, man. It's great, great, to, great to talk to like-minded people, dude. But I think I also have this prediction written down here. I'm like, well... So Shino Numa is the void of Duran Fung, like the one little survival experience. I think we'll get four total experiences 
by the end of Vanguard Cycle, so like four Duran Fung, so to speak, where there's a hub in the middle, portals you can go through to get to other arenas, and I think each of these four experiences will also have one survival void opportunity. It's Shinonuma for Duran Fung, it'll probably be like that dark ether region in the Egypt DLC 2, which we're going to talk about. Um, I mean, how would you feel about that? If it's just four voids and then four total Duran Fung type maps. Is that? Do you think that's that's a fair amount, or is that kind of like bare minimum for this game? I mean, what what are your experience down the line? But I don't know. I don't think it's. I don't think it's like round based. I don't think it's the type of thing where you're going to get value from making. Because if they just make a whole new Duran Fong, I think it's not going to really feel much different. Changing the setting, changing the map location, it's still yeah. going to feel like same exact experience it needs to be more of like an outbreak thing where instead of adding like you know new duran fongs like work on updating duran fong and maybe have it kind of like where they, maybe there's different maybe a new hub location if anything but you could like progress in game to get to that i Got don't it. think like yeah i think making new duran fongs are gonna feel the the exact same because it's not like round based. round based is right you've got like different settings different little things in the way that this is structured i feel like if you just make another one it's going to feel like the same thing different skin i see no i i actually agree with that i'm like i think if they kind of brought us four different experiences that aren't at all like duran fong in the future that might resonate better but i i don't know if we're, we're gonna get stuff like that i mean it's definitely a big question mark but i think if you compare like the Cold War again, by the end of Vanguard Cycle, uh, if maybe there's just four maps, I don't see many more than that. But Cold War, I mean, ended with four round base, seven outbreak regions, twenty plus onslaught maps. I think we'll just have to wait till like Treyarch's next game to see anything yep. on, on that on that scale again, which is fair. But um, before we get back to Vanguard, though, I do want to I'll just a few comments first, and then we'll we'll move to Cold War for a little bit. Um, Cal said that's assuming the objectives would work the same in the next experience. Yeah, maybe they don't. Maybe they don't. I mean, I even had the prediction, like, what if they don't provide us with any other Duran Fung type maps? They just come out with Outbreak on Caldera. <laughs> I mean, I, I think people would maybe yeah. warm up to that. I mean, that's possible. That's totally I possible. I, I, I wouldn't mind something like that. But do they have the dev, the dev time to put into that? I don't know. I, I really don't know. Um, and yeah, and like Zai said too in chat, they probably put more... Multiplayer maps, new Duran Fung, which is fine, but still, yeah, I mean, the rumor already stands, which we're going to get to, that whatever Egypt is, is Desert Siege from multiplayer. They're going to kind of turn it, kind of do the same thing with Red Star and make that like a, a zombified yeah. version. It's like, yeah, so I wouldn't be shocked, but um, overall, though, I think, I know somebody was asking for, for my thoughts on this midseason update for zombies. It's a step in the right direction, sure, but it's almost like that analogy we talked about earlier where it's a step in the right direction, but is it? Because on paper, maybe it looks like that, but they're kind of walking back on what seems like this new this new foundation they're trying to build because they see the backlash. Whereas I think Treyarch should just go all in with whatever they have planned. You know, forget uh, all the crying and stuff that's going on online. I think they should just go all in. But uh, I, I think it, round base is round base. <laughs> so when I played it, it's like, yeah, we played it on stream. Got, got some recordings of it. Not much more you can do with that, really. But... I'm really, I think once the main quest is solved, that'll kind of allow me to really review Duran Fung as a map and say, okay, now I know what they had in mind for this. But, hey, I mean, I mean, do you think the Void objective was even planned or was it just the kind of just the add-on as a result of the I, backlash? I think it was an add-on. I, I, don't, I don't think they originally thought of it. I feel like it was just something it's like, all right, well, clearly people aren't happy with this. We need to do something along the lines of what they want, but... 
I mean, it fits. I mean, it kind of fits in there. I feel like it does add some value to the map, being able to kind of choose whether, hey, I want to do an objective or I want to do this round based thing. I, I definitely do think it adds value, but it's just, I don't know. It feels like a little too late for something like that. Like, I feel like this is something that would have been interesting months ago, but now it's kind of like, okay, cool. Yeah, I was almost thinking too. So they have wasted dev time opening up Shinonuma. So it's the whole map or like Hotel Royal, the rooftop or, you know, so they have opened up the maps more. Is that just, I think that's just a waste of time in my opinion. I, I think people would feel the same even if you expand it a little bit with the regions, I just, I, I don't know if, and especially are they going to add void to each of those regions too, or Shinonuma exclusive? I think it's just the one. I don't think we're going to see void on everything, but um, we'll, we'll see how the, <laughs> the rest of the dev cycle goes. I mean, was it apparent to you that it's not even like the zombies team that worked on cold war that's making this? It's like, it's multiplayer people that <laughs> got put into a group to, to kind of to carry for sledgehammer. I, I yeah. think team AS Trey, I think is working on their next game. I don't know if you I, felt that way when it, it I mean, that's what it feels like. I don't I don't know. It just we're waiting so long for pretty much like and they can't even tell us like what's necessarily going on, except for the fact that we'll eventually get a pause feature. That's the one thing that we know that at some point will happen. I mean, feel free to vent, man. I mean, how how upset has that lack of pause feature? Because you, you told me off stream, you're like, you can go off on it forever. I'm like, yeah, feel free. Just vent, vent all you want, man. How like, <laughs> it, it, it just like and it's not even that important of a thing it's just such a small thing like even like what when world at war launched like it was just it's just the most basic of things and to me not having like i mean it's taken two months to get the basic the most basic things that a zombie's experience needs like i don't care we don't need round base like i can live without round base i can live without same but Seriously. we're talking about just the most basic of features and i don't want this to be something we see in the future because if it's like every year zombies releases and it's like okay we don't have the perks ready uh we don't have the pack a punch machine in but two months like like where does it stop Two like now we're waiting yeah like six months into the game's life cycle like all right pack a punch is in perks are coming the next update and then by the end of the year it's like all right now you've got a map you've got pack a punch you've got perks you got like a pause feature and it's like th this game's life cycle is over now like some things just need to be in there at launch and i feel like doesn't matter if you like outbreak doesn't matter if you like round base doesn't matter what type of zombies you like i think we can all agree a pause feature is kind of just one of the basic building blocks that shouldn't be waiting two plus months for this should be something that just it, it should have been one of the main priorities like, it, it yeah. actually would be funny if they start cutting corners like like you said you know future releases oh yeah you know not only is the pet camel not in but you know a weapon inspector already is not in the game so imagine yeah. that again uh, if they say, oh, well, you know, this this class of weapons also isn't ready. No pistols or SMGs yet. Oh, maybe one LMG. It's like, imagine if they just... The rocket launchers this year. We saw that with the rocket launchers uh, and the shield. Man. They it, were ready. Yeah, it's one of those things, man. It's like, I... W when all this started going downhill with, with Vanguard, I, the way I looked at zombies specifically was, look, let's pretend there is no zombies this year. Let's just pretend... This was like an off year, and there just is oh. this small extra mode you can play. Because you already know, Treyarch wasn't happy with the way it shipped. Activision needed an excuse to to charge 60 bucks for this game, so they couldn't just have two modes. They needed all three. So I, I just pretend like... Because you know what? I, I don't know if you agree with this either, but if Zombies had been made by Infinity Ward or Sledgehammer or Raven, think of Exo Zombies. Even if there was round-based, Wonder Weapon, Main Quest, I think the reception to Vanguard Zombies would have been the same as it is now. Or maybe a little bit better because it would have been complete. But I think the reception would have been, you know, still in a weird spot where it's not Treyarch, it sucks. You know what I mean? Like that, that type of attitude from people, I think I, you might have seen that again this year. I, 
no matter what, we're going to see that even when you have a great game like Cold War, no matter what, like that's something that the community is going to hate. Doesn't matter. The next the next Black Ops game doesn't matter how good it is at launch. It's going to get hate. But I think the difference is, is I feel like hardcore fans would have still appreciated it. And it's not even that it, it doesn't even need to be round based, but it's just it feels like this game just lacking content. I feel like if Duran Fong was more developed, had more to it, like, yeah, there would have still been a ton of complaints. But I think the the hardcore audience that just truly enjoys zombies, no matter what it is, would have had a lot more fun playing it. Whereas now they're sitting here kind of like, well, crap, I can't go back to Cold War. I played, you know, thousands of hours of Cold War. Like it's like it's great game, but I've kind of done everything. And I feel like the hardcore yeah. audience is like Vanguard gave me like two hours with the like I, I did everything like Vanguard. There's no content. So I think there's going to be complaints no matter what. It doesn't matter how good the game is. People are going to hate it at launch. But I think the difference is the hardcore audience that is looking for COD zombies because there's nothing like it would have been, you know, playing that right now instead of sitting here like on their thumbs talking about pause features. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, and that's the thing too. You know, when it comes to content, uh, you know, I post a Vanguard vid and you'll get comments like, oh, please keep covering Cold War or bring Cold War news. It's like, I can't just come up with Cold War news. Like, I'm going to cover it when something's going on. But I can't just be like, oh, yeah, let's make up, the, you know, some magical DLC that's coming. It's like, I can't. You know, it's like, so I, I always say, I'm like, hey, I'll cover the game when it makes sense. But at the same time, it might even hurt me more if I if I just try so hard to squeeze every last bit out of Cold War, ignore the new games, because that just kind of, that kind of damns my channel to hell. Because it's like, then I can't really talk about other things, because when I do, the audience won't be there for it. So I kind of have to branch out. But it's like you said too, if you can't adapt, then don't go ahead and, and force things out if, if, you know, if it doesn't make sense. And that's why I, I kind of said, okay, I'll make, I'll, I'll go down to just one Vanguard vid a week. But the past couple of days has been different because we had some stuff to talk about. But Ever since, like, season one came out, I was like, all right, I'll make one Vanguard fit a week whenever there's news, anything, whether it's MP, zombies, but I'm not going to force myself to put out daily Vanguard vids when it's guaranteed they'll all be rants because there's so many things wrong with the game. I don't want to, I don't want to post negative content. So it's like, I'll just cover, and I started doing other things. I was talking about like, you know, stuff you forgot about in BO4, Cold War, but it's just other things, just off topic of, of Vanguard entirely. And, and it was doing well. So people seem to be okay with, you know, some creators trying that out, especially when it's still COD, it's not other games. It's just, just, you know, play around and, and you've done it too. I mean, you, you've definitely, you know, custom zombies or whatever the case is, but I think custom zombies has, kind of like a, like a niche audience too, like very certain people can really do custom zombies full time. Have you felt that way about? I, I, think that? I, I think I know what it is. Like the thing about customs is people for the most part want to watch what they're playing. Like people are like, okay, I'm playing Cold War. Let me watch Cold War. And the issue is, is there's only a small section of the community yes. that can play customs. And a lot of people just don't care to watch it unless they really, really like the creator and have a connection with them. Yep. They're like, okay, you're playing customs, but I can't play this. And I'm not going to lie. I'm just, if I can't play it, I'm not interested in it. I want to see someone playing what I'm playing. So I feel like that's why you get such a small audience for customs, because unless people are diehard fans, they're only going to watch it unless they're also playing custom zombies. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. And, and Cal says something in chat that I, I want to endorse because, look, Cal, I will fund your video. Please make this video. I, Cal's the only person that can make this. He put, I said it before and I'll say it again, the zombies community doesn't exist and has it for a while. And th that that's a statement that means a lot and people won't really understand that at first. But I know Cal has like ideas for like a video he could put together about that. And what, and, and this is kind of like a, a, a vague explanation of what it means, but there's just so many factions and groups of people that have, you know, this this crave for certain pieces of content, but it's not necessarily all unified in one. 
So that's why you get, like we said earlier, that weird divide and debate about outbreak versus round base, you know, this content creator versus another. It's like there's a lot of divide. And I wish there would be something to kind of kind of unify all of it, bring it all together. So there isn't that that toxic debate, that negativity or where people are only interested in certain things, for certain people. Maybe one day we'll see like uh, the community coming back together a bit more. But as of like, I think since BO4, uh, it's definitely been a, a weird community to call a community you know what i mean i don't know if you felt like that either bo4 was it offered so much and and people still weren't on board with it and reasonably so because of the bugs at first but i'm talking deeper into the year when they were doing some crazy stuff with that game were you were you a big bo4 guy really i mean did you did you care much more weird about it i really liked it at launch but i feel because i'm a camo guy we grew up yep, camo. Yep, yep. And when the game launched uh, obviously the first like 48 hours mp got the dark aether camo and then i was like you know what I, I, they talked about adding a mastery camo to zombies and the zombies was so much harder. I then spent the next four weeks grinding yeah. the zombies mastery camo and I had all gold guns. I was ready. I waited three months for them to add a mastery camo and then they copied and pasted the same mastery camo I unlocked on MP three months ago. And I, I waited three months for that. And that was the last day I played Black Ops 4. Wow. I gave up right there. I loved it for the first three months, but as soon as they added the Dark Aether camo into zombies, when they copied it, like, to me, that's such a big deal. Like, I made a big deal of the Pack-A-Bunch camo. Like, I've always been really big about camos, and I was just, the fact they made us wait four months to copy and paste the same exact camo, like, they didn't even change the hue. They copied and pasted the camo for multiplayer, and I didn't play Black Ops 4 for, like, a year and a half later after that. Wow. Yeah. Launch, but I ended up ultimately hating that game because I just felt... I just felt like the fact that they made the community wait four months to copy and paste something like I was just done. That's when I was like, nope, I'm out. Well, if, if Lego ever uh, DMCA's you and, cha- and takes your name away, you could just call yourself Camel Unlocked, right? <laughs> that's kind of that's kind of that's kind of uh, kind of cheesy. But yeah, yeah you are the cam- no, you are the Camel guy. But I guess as somebody that doesn't really go for camels like that, I got to ask, right? Because I was th- I was feeling this about Atomic with Vanguard. Why? I mean, I ask you, why did you feel the urge to go for it knowing that? everything about vanguard is broken like things weren't tracking like i i me personally if i ever went for atomic i would say okay let me wait for you know maybe season three when every camel tracks properly and actually works but i get it you kind of want to do it at launch but what was your mindset of still like suffering through the broken state to get this camel like what what's your process behind that for one part like it's my favorite thing to do in cod like even in cod 4 i loved grinding for gold camos in cod 4 black ops 2 and they had a diamond like right off the bat i'm like let's get all these diamond weapons like i just like getting rare gear in a game but even more than that some of my like if you go to my channel my most viewed videos are guides on how to unlock the dark aether camo in cold war like are unlocking that so i was like all right let's get the atomic camo we'll make a bunch of guides for it and they'll probably end up doing really well well we got the camo and then everything was broken i made a couple guides but then i was just like i don't even have the motivation to make the guides for this like it's just there's too many things broken about it i still might go back and make camo guides but that's originally why i was like let's get it launched so we can make all the guides for all the different weapon guys but yeah that's actually guaranteed banger content though especially like cold war i remember every time a new dlc weapon came out for you that's a guaranteed like video or two the stream going for it like it was just guaranteed content because you knew you know that that kind of that structure of how you're gonna do your content that week i mean that was just that must have been a great feeling right it's like new dlc weapons announced you're like oh boop, that's videos that's stream hey let's get it man i mean that's the thing it's like with cold war i had that routine too like i knew kind of when this happened i'm gonna post this when this gets announced i'm gonna do that i kind of had like you know six or seven different video types that i knew would be guaranteed whenever this would get updated whenever that would happen it's like with vanguard a lot of people are lost including myself with with 
how we're gonna get that that routine going again, it's gonna have to be a whole different system. And it's like it's not all. It's like I always say, it's not all about content creators. Games aren't made for us. But you know when the game's fundamentally broken, that's gonna impact how we do what we do full time, and it gets frustrating for sure. Um, and 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 it's like I always say, I always appreciate people that kind of understand that. Um, and a lot of people that have been understanding with the different types of content I've been making lately too. And, and with you, I think I got a few comments. They were like, you know what happened to Lego with Samuel the 17th? I'm like, I know Lego's good. Him and I DM, I know, I know he's all right. He's just, you know, doing his thing. But well, I don't know. Have you heard much about Samuel? Some, somebody in uh, chat today asked about him. I don't know. Me and Sam are pretty good friends. I mean, I haven't talked to him a ton. Since, I know he streams on Twitch a lot and I, I stream on Twitch, but I almost never watch Twitch streams. So I'm not, I'm not sure if he's still streaming. But uh, I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure he's he's doing well. I mean, we, we didn't talk a ton, but we had open conversations like that. I, I probably should reach out, see what he's doing. But I think he's still streaming on Twitch. I just I don't watch a lot of Twitch, so I'm not sure with that. Fair, fair, fair. Yeah, no, I mean, maybe Vanger got to him, too. Or like he's like, hey, I'm just not into it, not vibing it, not feeling it. <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to step back a little bit. But uh, rest assured, chat, if there's anybody who disappeared that you know really cares about doing content, they they might be feeling that that not even a burnout. Take. Yeah, just a little break because they're just not – they don't want to pose disingenuous content. You know, may, maybe that's what's going on with some people. But there's, of course, people too – we're not going to name, but for sure people that have openly admitted they won't post because of, you know, low CPMs, blah, blah, blah. It's like, man, I don't know how you feel about that, Lego. When people say that stuff like that, it's like, man, if you love what you're doing, I don't care about, oh, ads are, are worth less this month. I'm not going to make like, – I just love covering this game. I don't know how you feel about that, but the way I feel about that, I mean, if that if that's their mindset, let there be let that be their mindset, because like I said, ultimately, it's whoever wants it more. And if they're only yeah. focused about making content when the money's there, they're going to lose that hardcore base when eventually the money comes back. Like right now, right. there's not a lot of money in Vanguard, but you're building that like connection with audience who are going to be here for the next game. And if they want to take the time off because there's not obviously a lot of money in Vanguard, then that's an opportunity for other people. So let them have that mindset and take advantage of that. And that's, I think, what happened with Cold War. Like a lot of people were like, OK, there's not money here. But eventually when it did show up, the people who had those roots like Samuel, um, I know J Money, uh, Phila Z, like all these people had these roots ready to go because they were passionate about it. And then eventually the viewership like spiked up for of Cold course. War. And all those people had those roots ready to go. So, dude, I mean, welcome back to Jardy. I know uh, he had to step back yep. a little bit. But, <laughs> but hey. I, I would I, I could have actually probably like showed my camera earlier, but I was uh, I was so like intrigued in the listening to the conversation. <laughs> I, just, I just I just forgot to get back up. So, no, you know, good. it's good. It's good to know that uh, the podcast is, uh, you know, I would watch the podcast even though I wasn't on it. But oh no, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to hear that, man. Glad to hear that. Uh, I, well, I, I want you to take it away first with just because, like Lego was saying, people that kind of built that foundation, kind of got their roots in place, you know, covering Cold War, caring about it, oh, yeah. even when the money might not have been there. But I mean, talk about kind of like the peaks we saw last year when everybody's laughing and I was like, oh, how are you playing this game? Are you covering it? We just kept going. I mean, we saw some crazy peaks like freaking pre-launch, December, January. I mean, we were just we were we we're going in. I mean, go ahead and yeah, talk about that a bit. I mean, it's definitely a real it's definitely a real concept where it's like if you're if you're still grinding your content during the low periods and you're still trying to do something when inevitably it does pick back up, it's just going to be. Uh, it's going to be an insane amount of uh, recognition and, and numbers, but um, it's yeah. I mean, I've seen that with with many people, uh, even probably yeah, even yourself, DK. Yep. Um, I've seen it. I've seen it a lot, and it's definitely a real. It's it's not. It, it's not. It's it's real. It's not a fluke. It, it no, yeah. Real. Yeah, it's yeah. one of those things where it's not about the numbers at all, but people really seem to forget. Not only does YouTube have its highs and lows, because you know, Adpocalypse or the all fantastic. 
Um, I think we're good. There we go. Okay. All right, chat. Once again, if there's any audio bugs or spikes or cuts and whatever, uh, refresh the stream. It should all fix itself. Um, it's like I always say, it's not all about the numbers. It's really not. But people forget that not only does YouTube have its highs and lows, COD does as well. Because there's a lot of things that are out of our control already with YouTube. Well, things that can happen that we can't, we have no say in. But COD, you know, there's there's months where people aren't as interested. There's months where people are really interested. Some updates suck. Some are phenomenal. And that happens. So when you when you stick through those low moments, those low periods, it's like Fajardi said, you're, you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine once those high periods come back in. You're going to have, you know, that audience waiting for you at the end of the day. Thank you so much, Clint, for quick donation there for Streamlabs. Thank you so much, buddy. It really means a lot. Uh, but yeah, I mean, talk about, I mean, Fajardi, highs and lows, man. We've seen both. I'm sure Lego's seen both. Uh, mm. let's talk about real quickly, kind of that mentality. Cause even if you know things are going to pick back up, doesn't it still hurt a little bit when you get those lows? You're like, fuck, you're like, what's going on, man? Yeah. You know, you, you almost get that anxiety of like, will things come back? But you know, they will. But at the same time, you, you second guess yourself. I mean, go ahead and, uh. I mean, from from like a from an artist perspective or like yeah. making like renders and stuff, it's definitely a, a low period right now because it's there's not a lot of cool skins to mess with in Vanguard at the moment. There's not a lot of like really anything to do with Vanguard, so I, I don't. <laughs> it's I know it's um it's kind of like difficult to kind of say to yourself or like I don't really know like what to do. Yeah, um, especially yeah. in a time where uh, you're around so many people that are, are so motivating like you um, to kind of keep you in in the fray and, and ready to go. But it's, def it's definitely been tough, especially, like I said, with Vanguard skins not being typically the most uh, cool things to look at. There is some highlights, but it's uh, for the most part, nothing's really too cool. Um, <laughs> it's just yeah, yeah. That's why that's why I've been I've been dabbling a little bit more into Fortnite art because I there's like four years worth of skins I haven't messed with. Yeah, just to play. Yeah, I definitely I definitely do want to still uh post cod a post cod art. So it's just when it does inevitably come back, there's like oh yeah, the render guy, that's him right there. <laughs> yeah, which, yeah. Which I, I still feel like maybe sort of happened, but um yeah, definitely with Vanguard, it's uh, taking a hit because of. Uh, you know, yeah. Vanguard. <laughs> there, there, there's, there's a funny comment in chat. Someone said a full year of low income. That sounds brutal. No, we're not talking a full year. We'll talk about there's good months, there's bad months, there, there's there's average months. With YouTube, it, it could it can go up and down, but you'd have to fall off a cliff and get canceled to like have a brutal year straight. Like you'd have to like generally. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd have to start covering Fortnite and kill my channel to, to, to have, you know, brutal statistics every month. But yeah, there's there's highs and lows. You're going to, you, but, but, but Lago, feel free. I mean, do you ever feel anxiety with performance or you just, you kind of just ride the wave and say, you know, fuck it. Oh. We're, we're going to see how it goes and just, and keep going. I mean, what's, what's your I mean, thought mindset? I mean, obviously there's anxiety with it. Cause I mean, I, I love what I do now. I love the whole YouTube thing, but for me, it's like, yeah. I've always felt like I, I'm just going to ride it until it's no longer viable. And I've, I've always got on my back of my mind. One day, I mean, it might not be viable forever because this time last right. year, like I haven't been able to like last year, I wouldn't have like this time last year, it wouldn't have been viable. Like it wouldn't have been like this is something fairly new to me. It it, it yeah. kind of essentially started and then like it just completely took off. And then now yes. it's like, I mean, any point in time, I'm expected like, all right, well, this doesn't pay the bills anymore. Now I've got to like, got to get know, up and do I, something. <laughs> I, I mean, I've always got that on my mind as a backup plan. Like it's, it's, it's there and I've got the stuff there. So yeah, it hurts a little bit seeing the numbers go down. It's like, okay, maybe I wasn't cut out for this, but I'm going to give it everything I got. And if it just doesn't work out, then it's like, all right, well, 
I mean, it was fun. I enjoyed it. I'm really glad I did that and had that opportunity. Yeah. So that, that's kind of my idea with it. Yeah, no, that's a good way to think about it too. It's like um, sometimes, yeah, maybe you made a mistake. Something wasn't titled correctly. Thumbnail wasn't good enough. But then other times you got to, especially with COD, you got maybe it's not your fault. Maybe Vanguard truly isn't the game people wanted it to be. There isn't much interest. Therefore, numbers go down across the board for a bunch of people. It's like, yeah, you can't really blame yourself for that. You just kind of, you know, pile through it and, and, and see what happens at the at the end of the tunnel because there will be light at the end of the tunnel, like everybody always says. It's like a cliche statement, but it actually is true when it comes to when it comes to Call of Duty, but let's let's dabble into our favorite game, Black Ops Cold War. I mean, first off, a uh, quick ranking off the top of your head. Rank the Black Ops games for me real quick. I mean, how, how are you feeling about Cold War versus BO4 to 3 to 2 to 1? I mean, I'm like, is Cold War your favorite like it is mine? I mean, uh, what, what do you think? It started off being one of my favorites, but then over time, I feel like update after update, it slowly kept, yeah, it, it's my favorite now. It, it was... Yeah. During its life cycle, it won me over. So for me, it, it would go Cold War, Black Ops 1, Black oh Ops 2, and then probably Black Ops 3 if we ranked all the Black Ops games. Holy crap. We have a similar list, man. <laughs> Everyone's like, you put BO1 over BO2. I'm like, I'm sorry. The campaign, the multiplayer, the zombies, I just enjoyed it more. BO2 has things above BO1, of course, sure. But I just think BO1 is a better game overall. But that, that okay. Yep. That, that's awesome man, that, we, uh, that we could share that. But here's the crazy thing now. As people have seen already, but we'll, we'll recap it real quick. In the recent Treyarch blog post, they mentioned that we're getting some more Cold War operators. We're getting some more Cold War content. So a year or two, so to speak, does exist, but maybe in a way similar to Modern Warfare, where sporadically throughout the year, you just get a couple bundles here and there, a character, hopefully some more weapons. We know there's some maps that hopefully should come out for, for MP as well. They were heavily rumored by uh, some scoopers. So uh, any any guesses on these operators that may be coming into Cold War? I mean, who, who are you who are you rooting for right now, if anyone at all? Uh, I mean, off the top of my head, like I'm not a big story person. Like I could really care less who comes. Obviously, if they added like the director, which I think would probably be maybe unrealistic. I mean, it makes sense monetary wise. That would be the one Ooh, thing to get yeah. my bundle. They buy a lot of. Did <laughs> that, but uh, I don't know. I like. I mean, the director would be cool, but I, I don't know if they come back, if they're going to bring back zombie operators. It's probably just going to be simple stuff. That, that, that'd Raptor be cool. One? Oh, that'd be sick. Raptor 1, baby. I mean, Fajardi, what would you think about a Raptor? Didn't you do a Raptor 1 concept art already? No, I was, I was going to say I did do a, a, the, a the director uh, operator bundle yeah. uh, concept art, like probably yeah. a, a week or two after Forsaken dropped um yeah i did that and i was gonna when lego was talking about it i was like that would be crazy if they did that because like that that was kind of like a like, like an idea that yeah. not necessarily i brought i mean i did kind of like bring a visualization to it um because before it was just people like oh it's really cool to have this guy but um i did like a full thing full bundle logo uh i absolutely love doing that it's super fun yeah but yeah i think i think uh like storyline wise we're I think, you know, Cal, Cal kind of convinced me with uh, the most logical one being Raptor 1 because his voice actor is the same as Wade from Vanguard. Easy clap. Um, it's, it's, he was, so that means he's going to be around. He's going to be doing stuff. Uh, he's a fan favorite character in the, in the zombie storyline. You know, he's the boy who picks you up at every single uh, X-Bill. Yeah. So, and plus, yeah, like, he's, like I said, he's just super loved by everybody. Uh, everyone knows who he is. Everyone has a counter with, an, an encounter with him. So... Uh, to be honest, whoever they do add, 
Uh, it's probably going to be cool. I, I, I seriously don't think they're going to bring a, a new original character to a year two. It's going to be something, uh, it's uh, going to be a heavy hitter. I'm crossing fingers okay. for Young Menendez so we get some cinematic mm -hmm. cutscene bridging into BO2 bug. And that's, that's completely like shill uh, fanboy wishful thinking here. That's not going to happen, but I'm just, that's the good yeah. in there. Hey, please. <laughs> Dr. Peg would also be really cool, but I... <laughs> military background yeah. i don't know if he could can he hold a weapon i mean <laughs> i don't know if that makes sense but well yeah he i mean yeah. maybe it's because he lost an eye but he did shoot a gas line fair uh fair, fair. what you're shooting yeah yeah <laughs> no I, I, I think krachenko would sell like hotcakes i think there's a lot of characters that i think would sell instantly so we'll see i think activision knows there's still some money to be made from cold war i think they know that you know put, put a little bit more content out 100%. there um, I have to ask Lego about the Zombies Chronicles 2 cringe, the cringe that you see all around the board. I mean, about people that, that nonstop. I mean, it's kind of funny. I'm now it's like a nonstop topic. But during BO4, when there was evidence in game of it and nobody wanted to talk about it. But uh, well, what are your thoughts? I, I know you've advocated for it. So have I. But what are your thoughts on like people that don't shut the fuck up about Zombies Chronicles 2 nonstop, man? What's up? I mean, I'd love for it to happen, but I just... I don't know. I've always thought that it's kind of a, I feel like it'd be in the next Black Ops game. I don't think it's going to end up coming to Cold War if it does come. And I, I get it. I mean, if people want to be excited about it, it's awesome. But it does kind of get annoying every single live stream. It's like, what are your thoughts on Zombie Chronicles 2? It's You're the like, same that it was the last. <laughs> You're like, what is that? Like, is that out? I mean, how, how do you how do you answer that? Yeah. <laughs> Like, I mean, my thoughts are it's cool if it comes, but I'm not going to get my hopes up. And I think a lot of people are like, they're so hopeful of it. And yeah. I, the one thing I hated, everyone's like, oh, I want Vanguard to fail. Because if Vanguard fails, we're going to get Zombie Chronicles 2. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God. It's like, if anything, that just means that they're now going to have to spend more time developing. Like, so, so many people <laughs> are like, let's watch Vanguard burn because that's what we even before Dude, it launched. That's what like it needs for. Well, Vanguard burned. Where's Zombie Chronicles 2? Can, can we can we just address real quickly? If they don't have time to add a ray gun into Duran Fung, what makes you think they have time to somehow get out Transit, Diarize, Buried? Because people seem to think it's also coming to Vanguard. I'm like, where does that fit? How do you fit Victus reimaginings in uh, World War II era game? It's like, oh, we'll just add up to Cold War. It's like... Yeah, maybe that would work, but again, back when Scoopers had actual evidence about it in BO4, there was evidence in the game. Like, Buried was all in Blackout, Transit Bus was out. I mean, there was stuff done that definitely could have meant, oh yeah, maybe it's going to come. But also in Cold War, it's like, yeah, maybe you could make that work, but I don't think they have the manpower right now to balance COD 23, Vanguard Zombies, and then somehow go update Cold War Zombies with more maps. I mean, I would love that, but I, I don't see yeah. that happening. I just I don't I don't see that. But oh, what about a Green Run outbreak map, dude? I always had you know some Aww. fanboy thoughts about that, man. Please give us that instead. I don't we'll need a round based transit. Give us like a because imagine yeah, the whole yeah the whole the whole like idea of transit uh, from my understanding was it was supposed to be like outbreak was in Cold War. Yeah, like. And, and PS3 general, era. To, yeah, like <laughs> couldn't you, do it. You go, you know, you're going to every area. You're doing like what you need to do, and you go to the next thing. It's it, it was very. I think the the idea of outbreak started when Transit. Um, was oh yeah, released back in 2012. Fun fact for you. I don't know if you guys remember this, but this was confirmed by I forgot who the hell the YouTuber was. It might have been NGT Zombies or somebody back then who had like inside sources and all that BS. Uh, they had said the original nav card Easter egg from Transit Diaries Buried. The whole point of that at one point conceptually it was going to merge the maps together so when you're playing a game you can jump between each map mid-match um but obviously can you, do you think a ps3 can run that absolutely not so that got scrapped and the nav card got reworked to a different easter egg for the the buried end game i'm like that's kind of like an outbreak warping situation so imagine i mean that'd be cool yeah, to see in the future be kind of sick i would like to see something like that oh. i'm like it's like honestly, it's a, yeah oh go ahead 
at this point, I would love to see him bring back Zombie Chronicles 2, but just bring it for COD Mobile. I just want to see exclusive. Oh my god. Dude, do you remember the what was that 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 recent experience they released with uh what was it called? Something uh Siege? Yeah, I mean, Siege. It, you can play it in the blackout. It's actually quite fun. I've played a lot of COD because I they have they have camo, so I've been playing it to grind all the camo. <laughs> uh, it's actually a lot of fun. Like it's not I mean it's not like a full-fledged zombies experience, but I mean it's free and like there's a lot of con like, still got a lot more content than what Vanguard has, and there's a lot of fun to be had there. It's not like a permanent like Cold War type thing where you can come home and play it every day. Yeah. But, uh, it's pretty fun. Like and it's got like the actual characters. It's got like Rick Toffin, it's got all of them, it's got voice lines, like yeah. It's a pretty good experience. I'll tell you what. I mean, hey, maybe this is in the cards for you in the future. If 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 maybe you just stop enjoying the mainstream COD series, but there's people who jumped ship to just full time COD mobile content, and they've they've been really well off. So I mean, hey, maybe one day you'll consider dabbling into more COD mobile content. I mean, I, if, if, I've, if I've made works. a lot before. That's actually right before I had a pretty big spike in my channel right before Cold War came out, and it was from COD Mobile because they released Damn. Damascus. We went there and we grinded Damascus when it launched. And I probably, I mean, I, I had like, I went from like two active viewers on my stream to like an active, like 30 viewers on my stream okay. from Odd Mobile. And then that led into Cold War and it kind of bumped it up even more. That's really cool. No, I've, I've always wanted to touch, touch more on Cod Mobile, but you know, um, it's, it's all, it's all about time too. It's like so much stuff going on IRL and then with, with covering the mainstream franchise, like it's, I wish there was more time in the day. You know, there, there's, I, I think there's always, as a content creator, there's always more you could be doing, but then you got to step back for a second and, and be like, hey, is this healthy for me? Is like, is this something I need to be doing or is this going overboard to kind of make my schedule more complicated? Like, is that necessary? Um, but overall, man, it's like, it's like, I said this, I think a couple episodes ago, I'm like, Lego's the guy we got to get on here because he actually appreciated <laughs> Cold War uh, more than I think a lot of other creators, if not almost all of them that I could think of. And, and it's great to see people that, that, you know, gave something a chance and didn't just shit on it because I think a lot of people that slept on it are now going to regret that until 2023 because Vanguard and MW are going to be the same game without a doubt. So it's like, hey, uh, <laughs> you know, the only one, that's, the only odd one out here is Cold War that felt different, played different, got updated differently. So people, I think, will realize that as as these months go on. But I know I know I said during Cold War's life cycle where it's like people have been so fixated on uh on like the impact bo3 had that they they haven't realized that that cold war was up to par or better than a bo3 scale level year um yeah. because it's just I, I don't know the the energy was there the updates were there it was just frequent updates just, too yeah the the only the only thing that's like that was really uh kind of a damper on things for for cold war was like i know there was a bug where people would get banned on pc for just playing outbreak or whatever yes that that, that was the thing i can't i can't defend yeah. about that no. game at all right who could defend um, that it's like that's ridiculous yeah it was, it was so weird but people see people uh, think because we like cold war we're gonna like defend things that make absolutely no sense like dude we're not we're not we're not on activision's payroll we're not corporate media that's gonna be like yeah. oh yeah this happened sure who cares it's like no we're gonna we're, we're humans too it's like one time i tweeted something this is kind of funny a couple a couple weeks ago i tweeted something and someone's like how is this related to cod news and i'm like am i a, am i a news twitter account like am i charlie intel i'm like i'm a person that just tweets things too it's like dude come on man but it's kind of funny how that works like you can't say much but uh what was that with the with getting banned playing Outbreak? Was that fixed after, what was it, three months or something? I saw that was a long-term issue, too. It was, I, I covered it multiple times. Like, that was another thing that I followed through. It was weird. So, it was something with their their anti-cheat, and they denied it for, like, the first month. Like, there was, in the, there's 
who missed yeah. out a total like an entire event because it's just they were banned and for the longest time <laughs> their entire stance on it was all bands are final fact that they're not gonna cheat and they were just banned and it was um, about a month after it they they're like okay we'll look into this and it's like uh, a week after that they're like all right we might have made mistakes uh we're unbanning people now after denying it for a month and then the next season the same thing happened again and a lot of the same people started getting banned oh. again and then they said the same thing of like uh yeah all bands are final we don't and then well, it's like yeah like three or four weeks later they're like oh crap yeah no this was another issue we fixed it again let, let, let me let me remember this though was this only pc players or was this also a console i, I think, I think there was console I think people said it was console, but almost like because I had a whole thing on my discord. Like I took a lot of reports like it was like yeah. 99 to one in terms of PC to console. So I don't got know if was hopping on the train like, oh, I was banned on console, but they were banned for doing some other exploit. For cheating in Warzone or something or who knows what. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I th I think uh, when that happened, there was probably a mishap where the anti-cheat or whatever the case was in Cold War on PC, it was recognizing some other programs people had on their computers as like cheating or as some type of uh, program that, that was blacklisted and it would mistakenly uh, ban them in Call of Duty. And I mean, maybe they didn't want to admit that their anti-cheat was already because maybe they don't want to admit also Cold War's anti-cheat's bad. Warzones was in the dumps because Modern Warfare also was in the dumps. Maybe they didn't want to make Cold War seem like it was suffering from a similar anti-cheat issue because did you notice in the Vanguard beta... People were cheating in the beta, which I think is a world's first, where because it was using a compromised anti-cheat that Modern Warfare used in Warzone. Cold War doesn't use that. It uses a different one. Um, and that one had its own issues, like you just said, with banning people on PC. But, I mean, I think it's crazy how – I mean, what is your stance? I mean, you probably don't care much, but with anti-cheat and, and, and the, the ricochet, I mean, what, what's up with uh, what's up with your mindset on that one, man? Do you, do you, do you care much about it or what's up? Um I mean, obviously I do care, but I mean, I'm kind of like at first when they announced Ricochet, I was kind of for it. But now with Ricochet, it's like, oh, if you get caught cheating on any game, we'll ban your account on all linked COD services. And it's like, that sounds great and awesome. But I take a step back and look at it. And this wasn't even the first time like you guys would think like that Cold War is the first time people have been banned unfairly. World War Two had the same issue. There was a lot of people high on the leaderboards that got banned in World War II for cheating that eventually, like, <laughs> Hammy, if you know them, like, their camp got banned, like, as they got wow. close to level 1,000. And it's just because these systems aren't accurate. Like, a lot of the times when people get banned, you don't know for sure if they're actually cheating. And that's when people, like, in most games, if people are like, oh, yeah, I wasn't cheating, you think they're just making excuses. But in right. COD, a lot of times, people actually aren't cheating. And the fact that there's no way to appeal these bans, it's like a final thing. It's like, oh, our system's picked you up as cheating. That's it. You're done. And it's like, I can't appeal. I can't do, like, that's just that. You know, I've been playing this game for five years. All my accounts are linked to this. And I'm permanently banned because an issue on your server picked up some weird thing. And clearly, I've got footage. I wasn't cheating. So I, I like it at the same time, but it's like... I don't know. Like it, to me, it'd be if I, if my account got banned, I mean, I'd be devastated. Like I've done all oh, the same. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, dude, it's just bundles, everything I have, dude, you know, my heart drops. I haven't told anybody this, but every time there's an update in Vanguard or Warzone, whatever, my heart drops every time I open it. I'm just expecting to see account banned and then I can't play Cold War. It's like, dude, I, cause I don't even play that. I don't play that much Warzone. I really don't. I'll play Rebirth every now and again. Caldera's broken. I can't even play it that much. Uh, but I, my heart always drops and I, I've never felt that with any game where I'm just like, I'm just any day now. I didn't think it happened. I don't even, I don't play, I play on PS5. I can't, I can't, how do I even cheat on that? I can't, but I have a feeling that, you know, 
that that's the kind of thing that would happen to a random person. You're on a console, you get banned, and oh yeah, you you're you're uh, you're uh, hardware banned or IP banned, whatever. It's like for what? What I mean, where's and there's no Activision support. Remember, they used to have a Twitter, the forums, the chat. All that's gone. You can call. I think there's a number you can call. I think. Or you can email, but that's it. There, there's no live <laughs> chat anymore. Ambassadors you could talk to. I mean, I think that's just it, it's. Oh my god! And people still don't know that, by the way. I see people all the time tagging Activision support. That account's been dormant for like a year. Do you, I don't know if you, did you know that they don't use Twitter anymore for support. They probably they, no, I, they probably fired those people too. <laughs> just like with the QA, they got fired. It's like yeah, all those guys probably got let go. <laughs> oh man, but no, with COD, it's like, dude. I mean, also. It's relevant to majority. Artists are now uh, beginning to get banned too for using Greyhound to export models. It's like that's just that that that's killing the the art community as well. So all because people cheated in Warzone. They couldn't they couldn't uh, they couldn't live without that aimbot and the wall hacks and everything. They had to go ahead and do that. Have you have you seen one on stream? Lego, are you playing MP or or Warzone? Have you ever seen a cheater live with your chat? I don't know if you, you ever experienced that. Uh, not really. I don't play as much MP as what I used to. Yeah. Uh, I feel- it used to be a lot bigger of an issue, but especially with, like, one thing about Treyarch, and I feel like a lot of people who play on console haven't realized this, Treyarch's really the only COD developer that really does good anti-cheat. Like, and you'd notice I, it every yep. year. Yep. Like, um, back when the games didn't have cross-platform, like, Black Ops 3 ran into probably two hackers the entire life cycle. Infinite yep. Warfare, the first day, I probably ran into nine. Like, that's how hard <laughs> the difference is. Like, yep. I guarantee you if Treyarch developed Warzone it would you probably would see a hacker maybe once every other year and that would be that like it's just that's how much different Treyarch anti-cheat is versus the other developers and like, again people are going to call us shills where our mortgages are paid by activision they'll say whatever they want but it's like i'm just saying Treyarch gets these things right and and it, we just can't we're not seeing that from infinity Ward or sledgehammer yeah. why it's like why does it have to be that way it's like I said, you see Cheers doing a beta. Do you think I played another second of that beta when I saw that this past summer? Absolutely. I was in the middle. This is the thing. Season 5 was my favorite season of Cold War. I was loving that. I was in the middle of moving. And then I saw a cheater on the Vanguard beta. I'm like, why the f- I don't have time as it is. Why am I playing this beta? People are, are flying and using wall hacks. Like, what the f- yep. It's like, as I got off, I'm like, what the f- I don't want to play this. Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah. I it's mean, like- just ask any PC player who's been playing COD on PC for a long time, Treyarch years were the only years it was like, all right, sweet, no cheaters. But day one, day one, any other game, it's like... Do you, want, be- do you want to hear the response from, like, a straight Modern Warfare fanboy or somebody that hates Treyarch games? They'll say, oh, well, BL2, 3, and 4 are all, che- they're all they're cheaters there now. It's like, yeah, years after the, the core life cycle, whatever, sure. But yeah, Modern Warfare looks like BO2 now. Like with the amount of and shit, that's crazy. It's like there was a there there was a viral clip where it was like the like the the rainbow text and third person. Yeah, like it's so cringe, dude. Like it's already destroyed. Absolutely, absolutely, just just devastating for people. I mean, because imagine this recent Christmas, moms bought their kids MW Cold War Vanguard, broken. Like I mean, Cold War was fine too, but imagine buying your kid a game, they log in, you get banned, or you log in and you can't play Spec Ops, the campaign crash crashes uh the mp people are flying it's like what the fuck it's like full price games bro what is happening like that's unacceptable man it's like uh, i'm have you noticed level like everything's in shambles the recent like past couple of months like the oh, com- yeah, the, yeah. the comp com- the comp community is is upset they, they don't like what's going on with competitive zombies we already know we talked about that mp like everyone's like already like oh mw2 is gonna be our year this year is done already it's like every it's just everyone's folding like dude 
everything's in shambles, especially Warzone 2, done for right now, like broken. Even older games, like that's the thing is like custom zombies, you can't play customs with friends anymore. Hackers will kick you out of the game. Yep, you like, get booted and shit. Or like yeah. any older zombie <laughs> games now, you can't even play those. So it's like the newer oh games my God. are on fire. The older games Dude. on PC, like you can get kicked out of a Black Ops 4 private match. Like what? I didn't know game. that either. I didn't know that. Yeah, either. any of them. It, like it was, it wasn't an issue till I was fixed till recently. Any of the older zombie games, a hacker can just force close your game. You know what's like, ironic is Blackout. I saw one cheater the whole life cycle, and it was it wasn't even like it wasn't a hack. It was just somebody using an exploit under the map, like hiding in an invisible thing. Or, but it wasn't like wall hacks or aimbot. It's like, dude, once again, going back to that whole thing with hacking. Actually, I think the best question is, who are these people? Like, who actually wakes up, eats their cereal, and says, "I'm gonna go cheat in COD today, ruin people's day." And also, and see, the consequence to their action is what they don't realize. Because artists who probably don't even touch Warzone are going to get banned for exporting models because people couldn't lay their hands off of, off of cheats. Like, that. that's the consequence of their actions, man. They, they probably don't feel any remorse over it either. They don't give a shit. It's like, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. But <laughs> with hackers, man, I mean, we've seen it in COD. But when you start seeing it in, like, newer games, it's like, whoa, what actually is going on now? That That's just, it's just concerning, dude. But... People are claiming Ricochet doesn't work, so we'll, I think in a couple months we'll definitely see if uh, if that's accurate or not. You know, was it all for nothing? All this, all this fuss and marketing for an anti cheat. Like, I, I mean, it's the same thing. Like I said earlier, we get we're getting marketing for like a pause button. It's like now we're getting marketing for an anti cheat. <laughs> it's like, dude, we shouldn't have a box on the roadmap dedicated to like these silly things. Like, dude, fuck, like what? Wait, Fajardi, go into that thing about the season one roadmap. They make it seem like there was more content. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Like, oh man, yeah, it was. Oh my god! I, I, I did like I, I think I, I kind of broke it down just like privately with myself, but yeah, it's like on the roadmap there was like oh, it, just a lot of the stuff that was just it's like it's why like, is it on there? It's you know it's a little bit it's a little bit weird, but you know I, I think I think that was definitely me being uh, a little bit probably way too critical at the time when it came out because Vanguard uh, uh, wasn't too favorable for me at the time, but yeah. you know. It's uh, it's still it's still a little bit weird to look at, especially I, looking yeah. at the, uh, the 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 Black Ops Cold War season one roadmap, which was just. I don't, yeah, I don't want to be that guy again. But just compare the roadmaps, dude, and you're just like, what? The season what is one reloaded roadmap. The season one reloaded moment roadmap for Black Ops Cold War is probably like the best art we've ever got marketing wise for Call of Duty. Like yeah. with the uh, the the blood do or the zombie dozer skin walking out yep. of the Firebase Z portal. Yep, yep, it's just good. beautiful. It, yeah, it's just you, you just you know I don't know. It's just that it's just the the attention to detail, the small attention to detail that that I think sticks out from Treyarch, and that, and that's why we've 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 defended a lot of the decisions with you know Cold War and you know everything else. But now, I mean, quickly to dab into season two of Vanguard, which I want to say is the beginning of February, first week of February. We're not that far off, and as of now, we know once again absolutely nothing about for multiplayer. I think there was actually and we won't and, and we won't until the day before. <laughs> And wait, and by the way, season one didn't get a trailer. I don't know if did you guys know that season one got no trailer for Vanguard. There was zero, absolutely nothing. No, there's no trailer for Vanguard. <laughs> season one of Vanguard does not have a trailer. There's a Caldera launch trailer, okay, because Warzone's big, yeah. But MP uh -huh. Zombies, nope, not a trailer, nothing. I don't, did we even get an Instagram post with like the because you know Cold War had like those Instagram slides that were yeah. animated and shit. Like I don't think I think we got one for zombies. <laughs> what Vanguard Zombies? Yeah. For season one. 
Yeah, I think there was. It was like Dead Wire and and stuff like that. Oh, the Covenants. Okay, but which is which is Treyarch. So well, you know. I, I, there, there's an there's an exact quote from the season one blog post that said later in season we will be seeing this this and this and an additional multiplayer map. We didn't get that additional multiplayer map. I don't know if you guys knew that for Vanguard season one there was a third map planned that did not happen. People are saying, I'm a oh, team manager for my college oh. esports COD team and IDK what to repel them when I don't have the thrive to play. Oh, even though COD even though themselves isn't doing much to support competitive themselves, lol. Thank you, Captain Obvious, for that text of speech real quick. I let, I let it uh, read out real quick. He says a team manager for college esports. And he said he doesn't know what to repel them when he doesn't have Thrive to play. Even though COD themselves isn't doing much to support. Yeah, we'll surprise us on competitive a bit more in a bit. But I think... What's sad is a lot of pros are going to retire, and then that'll be it. <laughs> that, that's kind of like what's what's keeping people interested in competitive right now is the pros that they want to watch. But if they're if they're going to retire and leave, it's like that's that's not good. That's not good. But uh, we'll, we'll touch back on comp in a bit. Thank you so much, Captain Obvious. Uh, so there wasn't a bonus map plan for MP. It didn't happen. People were saying it's it's Christmas shipment as the third map, but no, that that statement came out when we already knew about Christmas shipment. So I, I guess they just they scrapped it or it's on hold for season two. I don't know what the deal is with that. So I think at least season two zombies, we know a little bit. So we know about Egypt. Apparently the next experience should be coming next season where it'll once again be a hub in the middle. And as they confirm, there'll be portals on that hub, just like Duran Fung. But the hub in the middle is supposed to be Egypt, right? We already know Desert Siege is rumored to be added to zombies and that's a big ass map i don't know if you guys know from mp that's a big map so you know that's going to be the next red star so first before we dive any deeper i mean what has your opinion been lego on reusing because cold war did this reusing multiplayer or campaign assets did you ever care much about that with zombies i i, I don't mind at all when they do it like well at least if it's done right like in cold war it doesn't matter if you play the like because I played the campaign mission right before it came out. It feels nothing the same. They've kind of they've taken these assets and they've formed it for zombies. They've reused like layouts. They've opened up different parts. Essentially, they took the assets and used those assets to build something entirely new. And that's great. I love that. It saves a bunch of development time. And I think we get better maps when they do that. Like that's World of, all World of War maps were from campaign and even Black Ops 1. And in Cold War, like, it, it didn't matter. Like, Forsaken felt nothing like the campaign map. And then yeah. same thing, Firebase C felt like they, they took the assets, used it, made a better map overall. In Vanguard, legitimately, it's it's just Red Star. All they've done is decorate Red Star. The lines, like, all the lines are the same. And immediately loading in, you can tell right off the bat, that's a 1,000% Red Star. Like, there's nothing. Like, this is Red Star. This is Red Star with some zombies right. on it. Whereas Forsaken is not anything like the campaign it's not the same map like it's completely reworked so i don't mind reuse assets but if you're just going to copy like zombies has no unique areas like everything on that map is directly in red star all the same lines of sight it's just got a gore theme to it that's the only difference and it feels the same i i think that i think that's a good way to sum that up i think uh it's like we talked about before you look at america town from Black Ops Cold War campaign, and then it's in multiplayer as America, and then it's in Forsaken as the facility, but they drastically play different from one another. You can't, I mean, nobody could tell me they, they, they hop into each of the three in one day and say, this is exactly the same. You know what I mean? Like, it, it just, it felt like they put in that, that, that time to ensure there was a distinct difference between the three. But it's like you said with Red Star, it's like, they're, I mean, I, of course, they didn't have much time to do it. So I, I, I can't really blame Treyarch in that sense when this was, this was above their pay grade to decide that. But uh, 
I think when we see Desert Siege, I, I want to hope that they change things up about it, but I wouldn't expect much. However, they did confirm there is a Dark Ether experience coming in, in the form of a portal that is fully original just for zombies. So I'm like, okay, that has me intrigued because I think a lot of people speculated that DLC 4 from Cold War was going to be like a Dark Ether map. And we still got a lot of Dark Ether presence throughout all of our maps, sure. But I think going in for a map, I mean, hey, this is going to be cool. So it's going to be a portal. Hopefully it's big, though. But what I could predict is that we'll end up seeing the Void objective probably on that Dark Ether map so that we get more time on it aside from just doing objectives. But don't forget what Cal said earlier, too. We don't know how objectives will work in this next experience. So we have no idea right now. But, hey, there's something original coming to, to, to Vanguard Zombies. So something to look forward to. Can you uh, give me – I have to – I think I hear someone knocking. Give me one second. Uh, feel free to <laughs> catch up on chat, Fajardi, or continue discussion. Oh, yeah. One second. Oh, I was going to say something about yeah. um, reusing MP assets. And, and like you said, like you only played Fireteam like four or five times. So yeah. for, from a Zombies player perspective, like I, I don't get why it, it would even be an argument if you wouldn't even played a lot of Fireteam, but it comes to Outbreak. It's like, oh, this is awesome. Now I get to play it in the game mode. I feel comfortable and like playing more. So it's like... It's one of those things where I know there's I know there's been a lot of discussion online where people would say all oh, outbreak or just the fire team maps when most of the time the people that were complaining about that didn't even like really play fire team, which I, it's kind of like a backwards point that really gets nowhere because you're not you're already not playing this so like why why does it matter if it comes to something you would be more favorable to play, um, which is <laughs> which is something that I never I never really could grasp my head around especially during the Cold War season but. You know? and, yeah. and that one makes more sense with them not even changing things up because there's zero mm -hmm. chance they would have been able to develop that like because those are giant maps like those yeah. are the only way we get an experience like that in zombies is reused assets they've used elsewhere so like that whole giant outbreak map thing wouldn't have existed unless it was just straight up reused content but it's like I, I it did feel a little like that obviously they didn't really change anything lines of sight wise or mm -hmm. it zombie theme but i feel like outbreak that's kind of different because it's like you've got multiple of them and with the easter eggs they did add the whole unique areas that were exclusive to you know the zombie maps yeah and gra grapple hooks as well being exclusive to outbreak crazy like yeah. crazy addition i think when they added that in season five completely revolutionized oh. the the entire mode like there's so much more you can do with it just like uh go to the top of trees and then parachute wherever you want to go and like i i had some fun doing uh some some glitches with it but yeah. you know maybe I'll, I'll maybe i'll get banned for talking about that but yeah outbreak and the way it reused assets especially since in a lot of the areas it did kind of expand upon it like in ruka you get to play in the, the burnt forest and um what are some other ones that you get to, that you get to play more I don't oh know. yeah uh, the uh collateral yeah collateral has i, I love collateral I mean, man <laughs> yeah collateral is, collateral is, is probably one of my favorite outbreak regions and there's there's a glitch that i actually found on it that i haven't told anybody about and i've seen it nowhere is that um you can actually like get outside of the map by you like forcing yourself to uh to never down uh outside of the zone so like i can run around and like get on the top like arching rock and stuff it's really it's quite fun it's quite fun yeah I was too scared about getting patched, so I never told anybody about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's crazy seeing people that were bothered by, oh, it's just reuse fire team maps and reuse combined arms maps. Do you play either of those modes? Probably not. So why yeah, did that's that? That's what I just said. That's yeah, what I just said. Yeah, yeah, I just got back. I'm like, it's just like, why are people bothered by, by things like that? It's like, I don't... Uh... 
It's like, just play it for what it is, man. It's like, it's the same thing. In BO4, people were always saying, oh, you know, remakes, remakes, remakes. But now people want remakes? That's, that's all I see now. That's, that's all I see everywhere. So I, I'm confused with that, that that change in attitude from a lot of people. It's just, I don't know, man. It's that's just that's... And especially when, when Zombies itself was like built on the basis of, of reused assets. It's it's kind of weird to see the change of the change of heart on it. Which, yeah. I mean, like you're saying, how Forsaken feels nothing like the uh, the... The, the campaign map, Mauer was Houghton, like the only the only thing you ever play that's the same in, in the campaign mission is literally the the street where like Jug is and like the big tank is. And that's that's the only thing. That's yeah. the only thing you get to play in. The whole uh, Easter Easter West side of it, I forget, um, is new. All in the underground is new. Maybe excluding the the subway because you know that's kind of in containment and then the campaign mission. But yeah, that that map is uh is a really crazy uh, interpretation of what they can actually do with reuse assets and making it feel like a completely different uh, spot. Experience. The yeah. same with Firebase Z. The, the only part reused about that was the, the village, which is crazy. And people were like, yeah. oh, it's just like array reused. And like satellite arrays exist in the real world. Know that. <laughs> They're in a lot more places than just one. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, that, that, that's something, man. But I, I guess that's a perfect segue because people want to say, oh, well, BO3 didn't have reuse assets. I see this all the time. All right, Lego. It's time for the hot take, man. About Black Ops Three, what what do you honestly think about that game? Uh, in, in comparison to the others as well, like I'm not gonna lie. Like when when Black Ops Three first came out, I didn't like it at all. It was probably my, one of my least favorite zombies experience. Over time, it's kind of grown on me a little bit, and I can go back and look at it and see what it's for. But I mean, there's just too many things in it that I just I didn't like. Like especially like. I think a lot of people forget this, but like Black Ops 3 at launch was very poorly received. Like a lot oh, of it was like Shadows of Evil. And that was the only playable experience unless you bought the hard edition at launch. And I don't know, like, I don't know. I found Black Ops 3 kind of boring. I didn't like the gameplay loop. I didn't like the like I hate time delays in like a zombies map. And Shadows of Evil was all those things combined. It's like, all right, let's turn on power. How do we do it? Oh, you do this ritual. OK, how do I speed it up? Oh, you don't. You just walk around for a minute. It's like. Well, I don't want to do like Shadows of Evil. Yeah. Like there's two maps that I just don't play because it's I don't want to turn on power on Shadows. It's it's too like it's too boring. It's too long. It's too like I lose interest by the time. Like I don't mind maps being hard. Like I love five. I love like I love these small hard maps. But it's like when you take a map and you add all these like not even hard step, just annoying, long, drawn out like steps like um, Zetsubonoshima is probably my least favorite zombies map of all time. I absolutely I cannot stand Zetsubo. I'll play any map over Zetsubonoshima. The, the power, the power ruins it for me. Like, I don't ever get to do yeah. any of the cool things on the map because I'm asleep by the time I've got one of the water buckets. <laughs> yeah. like, I don't even get to the second one. I'm yeah. already on a different map by the time I get to the second bucket. And I feel yeah. like Black Ops 3 just had a lot of elements like that. It had a lot of long time gates that just, I mean, I was just bored. It was a boring game, in my opinion. The zombies maps were not that good. They were just slow and boring. That, hey, this, this is the hottest take chat you guys will probably hear on this podcast, I think, because, hey, people might start attacking us, man. Check your DMs later. You might start oh, I, get, I get crap for it every stream. People oh, my God. Like, <laughs> How <laughs> dare you, man? Who do you think you are hopping in here talking like that about Black Ops 3? Oh, man. Weird. It's probably my most controversial tweet. I said, Vanguard Zombies might be bad, but at least it's not Zetsubo no Shima, and I, I get crap for that. I, I saw that. I saw that. It's I get like, crap for that every stream still. I would rather play Vanguard over Zetsubo. I'm, I'm not touching Zetsubo. Did, oh. Were you a fan of jetpack multiplayer, or did you not play it much during PO3? Or what, what was the Like, I could, I could always adapt to either. Like, I didn't care either way. Like, when jetpacks came, I'm like, oh, cool, this is something new. Just and then adapt. Like, yeah. yeah. 
and then when so when they left, I was like, okay, this is cool too. Like to me, the style of the way the game's played, like I don't really care. Like jetpacks, no jetpacks. If there's camos, I'm as long as there's camos, I'm I'm down. Yeah. I think, I mean, I think it's undeniable at this point. People might still try to deny it, but I think it's undeniable that Black Ops Cold War is the most updated Black Ops game ever released. But then people will say, oh, well, it, it, you know, quantity over quality is what Cold War went for. It doesn't count. I'm like, oh, so it doesn't count for you. But <laughs> to talk objectively, man, I just I just think Cold War just had it all, man. It, it really had it all with the way, yeah. the way a game should be updated. I think Cold War set the bar so high. Like, Black Ops 3 had very long periods of time with no content. The only time you got new content in Black Ops 3 was when a map dropped. Like, if you look at, like, and it, I, I just don't, I think people take for granted how, like, game updates work now. But, like, if we were going to go through both yes. games' life cycle, Cold, like, Black Ops 3 didn't really get a lot of content. Yeah, it got maps, and it got Zombie Chronicles, which made it, like, kind of boast the numbers. But, like, Black Ops 3 was really dry during its life cycle. There wasn't, like, content updates. Like, even when they added new DLC weapons, like, they didn't integrate them to zombies. Like, they added them, but it's like, oh, no, you can't put these in the crate of class and zombies. Like, certain maps had certain weapons. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, MP got a lot of updates for Black Ops or for Black Ops 3, but zombies was kind of ignored that year. And it kind of, I kind of felt that way as a zombies player. I'm like, oh, zombies, our multiplayer is getting all these updates, all these new calling cards are getting all these supply drops with like new weapons and stuff. But zombies was left yeah. out of it. And it wasn't until recently that zombies actually got content and updates throughout the year. I put the eight days of the undead trailer on screen for those watching on YouTube because do you guys remember how do you know how tragic that event I don't know was? That is. Let's take a trip into the ether for just a second. Let me remind you of something that Blundell even had to address personally on the Zombros podcast, which is hilarious. A couple years ago, uh, they had I think there was some miscommunication between Treyarch, Activision, and PlayStation. They had, when Chronicles came out, they announced this like event, right? And consider it kind of similar to kind of the in-game events we get now, like Festive Fervor, and you know those in-game challenges you could do free cosmetics uh they try to do that with bo3 zombies and <laughs> the event started nothing was released for a couple days there was like this community challenge to like all oh, community gets like a billion kills you'll get something something along those lines but it didn't end up releasing that much and people were confused with what that event was and there was no communication about it and i think it was a mess up from like playstation but uh, then Blundell to address it at like in, during an interview where he's like, yeah, that was uh, they didn't go as planned or whatever. But I think that's just kind of icing on the cake. What we're saying, where Bo3, oh yeah, MP got so many updates, blah blah blah. But zombies, man, it's like you said, there wasn't there wasn't much content. No. But what did people do? If they were a full time creator, they made content. They figured out a way to stay busy. So it's like, why can't people do that today with when we're getting weekly updates? Why is it hard now to figure it out? But back then they did. It's like that just kind of tells you who's burnt out and who's not really giving a fuck anymore and who's kind of given up on that that attitude where you have to be creative. You have to figure it out. People aren't doing it anymore. For It doesn't matter what the mode is. So, I mean, it's just something – it's also going back to like our earlier discussion. If you really want it, you're going to go for it. If you really want to care about posting frequently, daily, weekly – then you're gonna put in the work. You're gonna figure out what's going on. I mean, that's that, that's kind of that's my interpretation of all this. Uh, yeah, and not to mention something about Bo3 uh, on the topic of like lack of content. Um, I, I, if my memory serves me correct, I believe DLC one was delayed an, an extra month or something for that. Uh, yeah, it was like, gonna come in January. Play, I think there was there was some conference where like it was this big deal announcing Map Pack one for Bo3, and they said it was coming out January something, and then that got pushed back to February. Uh, so yeah, there actually was a big gap, but yeah. So yeah. I, and especially like what you got on launch, 
which which was just Shadows of Evil and the Giant, which the Giant is just like you camp on the catwalk. It's the Reese. Um, yeah, it's the it's just the Reese. It's just the Reese. Which I, which I mean, I think it goes without saying that I I did. I obviously did enjoy BO3 uh, at the time, but I think as the years progressed and you start seeing like a game like BO4 where it's, you know, it's just like, I don't know, BO4 just had that energy uh, I felt around it, even with all the crash and everything, where it's just, it just felt like there was a lot more to do. And same with Cold War, where there was like zombies getting so much more love and all those updates. But yeah, talking about like a, a three month gap, I don't even know when when bo3 launched can you, I'm can you just November. imagine though like the community now with a three-month gap can you can you just think about that for a second holy crap yeah it'd be a lot of tears and when i say we i'm talking about the community me personally i'm like okay uh, you know i'll figure something out but people like be you, bad for everybody if you hate the game if you love the game it's like it's still three months with literally nothing lego said it like people take for granted how frequent the updates work now because they took that fortnite yep. model that fortnite approach with call of duty and whether you like fortnite or not it's like hey i think people would rather see weekly updates or more frequent ones so to speak than the three-month gaps for map packs so it's again it's that debate oh well paid dlc is better Where's the proof of that? Where's the proof that more time would go into a DLC if you're paying for it? You're like, oh, Activision cares about money and it's this capitalist society. But it's like, mm, I don't think, like, do you think, do you think Cold War would have still got Firebase Z, Modern Totem, Forsaken if you, if you pay for a season pass or not? What's the difference? I, I think, I think we would have gotten the exact same maps uh, for the, the sole reason why is because obviously Craig Houston writing this, like writing the story, they yeah. had a vision of where they wanted the story to go regardless of you know how the maps were being released so like we still would have gone to firebase if it was paid because that's the way they wanted to tell the story we still would have gone to mauer we still would have you know done this this and that and i think that's what a lot of people forget is like that uh, zombies in maybe not in its nature but definitely through the past few years the the locations are very reminiscent of what like what's happening in the story yep so you know uh, I, I don't think we would have gotten a completely different story if we were, if we were paying for a season pass. I think we we got the story that that was planned from regardless. Yeah, because uh, he's writing the story out. How, how would you paying for the next experience change like their narrative of what you're do, like what what they're what they're going for with the map? Like, why would that affect anything? I mean, do, do you ever see that debate? Like, oh, I mean, do you, do you think paid DLC would would make a difference now, or do you think it's the same at the end of the day? I think it'd probably be the same. Well, actually, I think. I think it's probably better without it because the thing about paid DLC, we saw it in Black Ops 4. Towards the end, it felt like they really kind of just stopped. Care- like, they've already got that money because if, if there's going to be paid DLC, there's going to be a season pass. And yeah, the first map and the second map might have a lot of effort. But by the time they get around to the third and fourth map, like most of the people who have bought the back Black Ops pass or bought the season pass are already going to pay that money. So yeah, yeah, we saw that with Black Ops 4. Like the first few were great, but then I felt like there was a slow decline. And I think overall, the maps probably get more effort when there's a bigger player base. I think when people are developing the maps, they're like, oh, we're making Forsaken and this is going to be free for everyone. The amount of people playing this are going to be a lot greater than it would have been in a previous game. Because a lot of people didn't play like DLC three and four because most people didn't buy the map packs. So (laughs) now they get into like, especially with the way like bundle cells work. I think the maps, if anything, probably get more effort on them with that. Whereas, I mean, I mean, Black Ops 4 is a perfect example of that. The Black Ops pass, like they stopped. I felt like there was less and less effort and we saw more and more just reuse stuff as time went on because they already had that guaranteed money. 
So if, if anything, I think it'd probably make the maps less quality or probably about the same regardless whether it's there or not. I'm still curious yeah. how BO4 season would have looked if they didn't have to jump ship to COD 2020, if they got the full, like, because it was like halfway through the cycle. I yeah, wonder if they were going to say yeah. BO4's shortcomings are probably due to the <laughs> how good Cold War became, yeah. uh, I think, uh, because obviously they got ripped off that uh, early 2019. But yeah, yeah, you know, everything everything worked out, I think. Um, yeah. Cold War. I'm happy that that's the the shortcomings of BO4 were because of a game that ended up being our favorite. Black Ops Cold War can't go wrong with that. But folks, we do have one more big topic we want to get to. However, let's jump into one of our favorite segments real quick, which is who are these people? Who are these people? All right. So first, as I always ask our guests, any comments at the top of your head that that really kind of just stuck with you, and you're like, wow. I can't believe somebody said that to me. Anything off the top of your head, Lego, that you could think of? Anything like cringe or uh, harassment towards you? Anything you could think of? Nothing off the top of my head. I'm in a weird situation because I took like 15 days off. I've only been posting videos for a couple days since I've been back. So I haven't yeah. had any of those that really just came <laughs> home and just make me think like, but I mean, I, I'm sure there's some. I just don't have any. <laughs> I get there's so many where people just don't watch the video. They'll see the thumbnail and they'll be like, They'll just assume what it's about. They'll, see, they'll, they'll, pick, they'll do that gif. That's bait. They'll just do that that gif out loud. I mean, yeah. <laughs> what's up with what's up with your uh, your stance on clickbait? Like, do you think that's something that is is pointlessly argued now, or is that something that it's, it's a valid argument towards people? I mean, what, what are your thoughts on actual clickbait? Like actually lying. I feel like if anything, like if people like, and I think you've seen this with channels, channels that clickbait will blow up really quickly, but you that you don't grow that core audience. The yep. audience lose trust in your title and it might help you blow up really quick over the course of like a couple of weeks. But that person that's clicked on that video five times now, who was like, holy crap, he did this. And they click on it, it's like, oh, that's not like, yeah. And then by the sixth time they leave. So it's like clickbait yep. is a way to start really quick, but it's also a way to die off really Very, quick. Yep. And, it's all about that, that those long-term decisions, man. That's why I always say it. it's like there's clickable where you exaggerate, where you make things bold and, and something interesting. And then there's lying, which surprisingly in the COD community, people still get away with that long-term too, which is, um, which is really unfortunate to see. Um, and it, and it really, it's like, it grinds my gears when I see that where, where there's people that put in a lot of time into their, into their content, the efforts there. Then you have other people that are just like, oh yeah, let's just lie about Black Ops 2 remaster that magically exists, I guess. And I don't know where that came from, but it's like, it's just, it's really cringe to see that, but um, hey, that's that's kind of that, that's kind of the game we all play, right? We have to deal with stuff like that. But oh, first, somebody actually put this in our chat right now. Somebody in the stream said, "I cannot with these titles. I'm waiting for a transit remaster." And I'm like, I don't know where the correlation there. I'm like, yeah, the title says season two DLC. We did get a reveal story wise about Egypt, about uh, the Dark Ether map. Um, Cold War is getting updates confirmed by Treyarch, so I don't know. I don't know where that bothers you, but we also have. Oh, oh man. This is this is in reference to the upcoming colder operators. What if the characters are hidden because it's the ZC two characters? They would make a lot of money from selling Primus Victus. Yeah, it's like that's this is like copium to the greatest degree, man. It's like yeah, I don't think that's what Treyarch's talking about. Yeah, and, uh, there's a lot of dots connected there. <laughs> yeah, the reaching, man. It's like how do you reach so high, man? I don't know. People, people, people come up with it. Uh let's see what this one is. 
Ooh, this one's pretty funny. The problem with his statement, I don't know what statement he's talking about, that we need to stop criticizing newer games with BO3, but it's also about how you execute the engine and gunplay with the map, and BO3 did that. Other zombies after BO3 did not. Cold War was close, but the maps didn't feel right. Just ask Noah J456, and you can tell it in better phrasing. So this is like one of those comments. It's like, yeah, man, you got the you got <laughs> you got the fanboys of others that uh, want to repeat what they hear. It's like, you know what? Critical thinking is important. Come, you know. You know, come up with your own understanding of something. Don't just follow what other people tell you. Don't listen to even what we're saying today. Listen to what we're saying and, you know, come to your own understanding and agreement with it. Don't just blindly follow other people. That's not going to get you far. Um, we should all come together and cancel DK Dynamite. We heard what you said in your last video, Uncalled For. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I said in my last video that I should be canceled for, but it might have been an opinion on a game you didn't like. Uh, uh, yikes. Probably that one about Zetsubo. That one. In, that's yeah. Me. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Steam is effed, and I don't have Vanguard. I mean, Vanguard's not on Steam, so that might show you that this guy's a little lost with uh, with where Call of Duty's at on PC these days. Um, here's a tweet from uh, somebody that was spamming quite a few creators recently. Uh, these YouTubers are seeing the massive shift most streamers and content creators are having away from COD as an opportunity to fill the gap and get a slice of the pie. So this dude, and he's referencing uh, Rizzo, who does art, plus DK, and others will shill beyond belief on every possible corner to get that chance. Um, the irony is that Rizzo's uh, demonetized on YouTube. I don't know if you guys do that. Rizzo doesn't make any money from his content, so it's all free. Um, I don't know how I'm the shill when, you know, we, we, we're not exactly fanboys of Vanguard. We just kind of cover it when it makes sense. So, yeah, I guess, I guess we're still shills, but uh, we'll take that. Uh, tell us facts, not your opinion. These YouTubers will upload anything just to keep their channel alive. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not a robot. I'm not corporate media that gets a script on what to say. So, I mean, yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, this one, this one's, I actually agree with this one. $120 Vanguard Ultimate Edition for tracers that don't work. I, I forgot there were tracers on the skins that we pre-ordered and we, they don't work still. So, <laughs> I actually agree with this one. That's kind of, that's kind of funny. Uh, this one's important now. I don't trust this guy's giveaways. How about you guys? And then someone replied, nope, all fake. Dude gets less than 50K per video. No way he's doing any legit giveaways. He thinks we're, and he says the R word. Um, I didn't know view count determines legitimacy of a giveaway, but I mean, yeah, if you're getting like two views, you're giving away PS5s. doesn't make sense. But um, yeah, I guess 50K views is not enough uh, to, give, to give things away. I, I have hosted a few giveaways. I gave away five copies of right. Vanguard, uh, PS5. I mean, it's all legit, so I don't know why I, I uh, risk my rep to, uh, to just gain a couple views off that. I mean, I don't know why that would make any sense. Uh, I get that you're struggling to have active subs, but that doesn't mean you should be like all other shitty YouTubers with fake titles and have shitty views and view time ratios. So they have to upload a video or multiple every day. Quality, real content over quantity, fake, my man. You haven't responded. So I guess I've got my point across. Your gameplay is about the only entertaining thing in your vids. So I guess that's one thing. I mean, this guy, this guy really, uh, Woke up on the wrong side of the bed, man. I, I didn't know posting multiple. So I guess Lego, this applies to you, man. Stop posting two times in a day, man. <laughs> Quality over quantity, man. Stop lying. Uh, <laughs> and lastly, we'll end with this. Imagine telling a girl or boy, I won't judge, and or his or her family that you make Call of Duty videos for a living. Ha, huh, that's so embarrassing for you. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah that, that must be embarrassing, man. My, uh, uh, my girlfriend in five years must be holding it in. She might be telling me one day that... <laughs> It's just not it, man. It's embarrassing. But <laughs> there you go with a uh, couple of goofy comments that we've seen over the past couple of days. And by the way, if you ever want to just guarantee yourself 
some uh, some really cringe comments, you just make a community post. Those are like that's like a cesspool of absolute <laughs> yeah. degenerates. That I don't know where they come from though, right? Because you don't see those people on our videos, but they comment and talk all types of crap on community posts. I don't know where they. It yeah, might be like Caesar keys are so bad. Oh, I have no man. idea why. That, yeah, I, I've never I've never known somebody that deserves the least amount of hate and get the most of it. It's crazy. It's, it's prestigious keys, like the, the literally one of the best yeah. people I've ever met, the most wholesome creator. Actually, like not even kidding. Actually, actually. one of the yeah, like I have like on my hand, I can count people that deserve what what they've worked for, and prestige is absolutely not. Number one on, on that on that list and uh yeah i mean <laughs> youtube community posts you get people out there it's like they must come from reddit because it reminds me of just the reddit attitude just absolute assholes that like i don't know who who gave birth to these people but uh yeah that's uh that that's what we have this week for our comments once again uh lego if you ever feel the need if you ever get a comment that really grinds your gears send it to me feel free and I'll, I'll, I'll gladly read it on one of these segments man because <laughs> I, like, I definitely will because i i guess <laughs> I post a lot of them on Discord. I'll post a lot of them, and, uh, <laughs> and I'll just be like, "This has nothing to do with the video at all." And yeah, I, I, I laugh the most when I post like a multiplayer vid, and you have people in the comments ranting about zombies. Like, dude, we're not talking about zombies today, man. So I don't know where that where this attitude came from, or why you're so upset, man. We're not talking about that. <laughs> but uh, mm. on the on the topic of YouTube, real quickly, do you, do you think the I was gonna ask you this? Do you think the the ranking system? You know, like one out of 10, 10 out of 10. Do you think that's like just anxiety inducing for no reason? Because you could have like a four out of 10 be 100 views off a one out of 10. Like, does it, do you think that's like a, a really manipulative system at this point for um, for uploads? What do you think? I think, I think you've got to know how to use it. Like, I think it's very helpful, but at the same time, it can be very, like, I think, especially when I was first starting out, I was always chasing that one out of 10. Yeah. And it gives you a good baseline. But I feel like, and you probably, you definitely know this as a YouTuber, but there are sometimes there are videos that are one week videos and then there's one year videos. There's a lot of videos that will be a 10 out of 10 when you publish it. But yes. a year from now, it will be a one out of 10 of all those other videos. And it's like, you've kind of got to understand, you got to use it as a tool to gauge what it's is working. kind of working. Yeah. At the same time, you've got to kind of know your content. Like, okay, this video is like, I already know. I'm going to post this. This is going to be a 10 out of 10. But if I come back and look a year later, it's going to be double the views of everything else post this week. And I've just got to know not to get upset when I see that 10 out of 10, because I know that going into it. And once you kind of learn what videos are going to perform in the long run and the short run, but you, I like that the tool is there because it definitely does help you. Like when Vanguard first came out, it really helped me understand like, okay, this is the direction <laughs> we're going to have to go in. This. <laughs> yeah. talking, talking about any sort of reviews of these covenants, people don't care. Like people just straight up don't care. And I yeah. like, so it's it's a tool, but you shouldn't only rely on it because there's a lot of other factors at play and it, it gives you a good quick snapshot, but not a long term idea of where things are going. And that's stuff you just got to learn in the long run. Yeah. If anybody in this chat right now has watched the podcast for more than a few months, Lego just said it perfectly. And I, I've, I've preached this for so long. It's like, dude. I mean, uh, we call it like the residual videos. That's what we call like some experiments that will sometimes will produce that we know short term are not going to do great, but have some potential to do insane, you know, months down the line because you just know that that style of content that could blow up with time, whereas a news video could bang right now is going to be irrelevant, you know, two weeks from now when when there's there's more news. So, even a day later for news videos. Even yeah. a day. Yeah. I mean, we've seen that I posted something. It was unrelated to Caldera about Vanguard. And because, and this is another thing with oversaturation, right? This is like, you know, when all the creators posted like a hundred Caldera videos they got. Because how did you not get invited, by the way, to that? I figured you, you would get a chance to, because they, they even brought some zombie people too. I, I figured they would they would give you a call, but. Um, Me? 
Yeah, you with uh, playing called there early. I figured they would they would have gave you a shot, but I don't know. I haven't. I, I've never got any sort of contact with with them with anything. I feel like I was pretty harsh about the ban bug thing. Like I, I kind of went in a little hard on that because I, I think was that was fair though. I thought it was so mm-hmm. fair, man. There's people yeah, who do so I much worse. Because like, I feel like, but for the most part, most other people in the community didn't really talk about that. So I don't know if that's got me on sort of some bad rap. But I mean, I, <laughs> I, I, I talk yeah. about the same the same things I said about the ban bug. I do the exact same thing again, regardless. Like, oh yeah, no, it's, you got it's all about integrity, man. It's like you're not gonna. Th- this is where like the real shill argument comes from. Will you back down from talking about something because you're you're worried about you know that that plane ticket or that paycheck or so? It's like no, it's like you got to be honest and upfront, but uh, maybe you're on the no fly list blacklist because you're not shilling call duty Vanguard zombies or not. You're not covering it like you did last year, man. You didn't earn your spot, bro. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just kidding with you, but Hey, one day chat, <laughs> we would love to see, I want to see cold Lego code, code dynamite in the call duty item shop. And I even said, it's not about the money. Literally donate every proceeding that would come towards me uh, for people using my code, like on uh, bundles, whatever. I don't care about the money, but that recognition that, yeah, we've put in the work. We've, we've done this full time. It just, it means a lot. We're humble about it, but it's not something that like we're going to lose sleep over or purposely not cover certain things over either. Like, like Lego just said, um, you know, something like that happens again with getting banned. We'll do it again. <laughs> we'll talk about it again. You know, we're not, we're not holding back, especially the Activision lawsuit. Like we're not going to go into that, but I made a couple of vids on it where I wasn't, I wasn't going in like, Oh, you know, damn Activision to hell. Let's, let's have them all burn. Like, no, I, I was just, Hey, let's talk about the report. You know, I'm not going to be like, Oh, let me pretend I'm not, I'm not going to address it. Cause I, I make COD videos, but um, dude, loving the energy in chat today, man. Seriously, everybody, I seriously appreciate everybody in, in, in the live chat, you know, showing support to Lego and everything. I mean, this is one of the guys that deserves it. Uh, Lego has put in that work and, and does not at all post this in genuine content. He'll, he'll cover what, what, what feels right to him. So seriously, thank you for that. But, um, as a bit of a bombshell, no pun intended for our last topic here, uh, there is a rumor that just popped up yesterday, which <laughs> let me pull this up. So there's this guy going around, and you know how gaming scoopers work. People sometimes make stuff up. They get good info. It turns out to be false. I, whatever the case is, this guy, Ralph, has been posting a bunch of rumors about upcoming CODs. He says, and I quote, Treyarch has since suffered a heavy loss of their original devs and creative staff due to burnout and several separate issues. The team seems to be going through an identity crisis internally. They aren't exactly experiencing development hell, rather role confusion. Um, I called BS on this report because I, I know, and I can't really elaborate too, too well, but I know for a fact that just, this just isn't true and people can take that as they may source do trust me, whatever the case is. But I, I just put out a reply saying this is just not true. And, uh, I, I don't want to get this guy in trouble, but let me just say it. Matt Scrantz was a, a dev at Trey actually liked my tweet where I said this and it's like, yeah, devs for sure can't come out and say, yeah, this is bullshit. But you, you just know that they, they want to so badly and can't. But him liking my tweet, I just, I really, that means something for sure. Um, that's just kind of aligning more with what uh, what I've kind of heard a little bit from from some special people. That yeah, that, that I don't know what. See, see, what's bad about this report now is people will then start losing faith in Treyarch the rest of this year for no reason over straight garbage. Yeah. Um, and we already know Dan Bunting left the studio a couple of months ago over the uh, allegations with Activision, but. You, I mean, the fact they've been able to balance getting Cold War in shape, beautiful six seasons of content, got Vanguard Zombies together somewhat with what time they had, and then they're also working on their next game. I don't think roles are a problem at all right now. I, I, I think they're they're managing the best they can. But, um, but people will call me a show regardless for talking about this. But I mean, thoughts on this logo? Anything anything you want to say about this interesting report here? I don't know. I don't follow a lot of the behind the. I mean, it's interesting, but. 
Like, especially when it comes to the behind, even the lawsuit stuff. I mainly cover the stuff that comes on in game, but it's it's interesting. But especially with stuff like we don't know with rumors, it's just yeah. I don't know. Fair. That's how I feel about it. Yeah, Fajardi, you want to elaborate a little bit? Anything uh, you want to touch on with this with this report? Um, I mean, yeah, I didn't. I, I all I know about uh, Ralph is that there was a big blowout with um with him and Tom Henderson a few weeks back, yeah. uh, which was probably which was probably like Twitter gold at its finest. Uh, yeah, <laughs> in recent history, for sure, um, for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's probably all I'll say on that. Is that um, it's it's uh, it's quite interesting how will people what people will post uh for I, internet points. Oh, of course. And I, I will say, I believe Matt, I could be wrong uh, to double check. I believe Matt Scrantz, unlike the tweet, but I put the screenshot on screen for everybody. Um, not trying to throw him under the bus here, but I'm, I'm sure that was a little hint from him that, hey, that's, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, that, that report's not true. I think that was a little hint from him because, uh, shall I remind you, since Black Ops Cold War is the best game ever made. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. I don't know if you remember this, Lego, but before we got a Cold War reveal, before we knew the name of the game, there was just a rumor from, I forgot which journalist posted it. I think it was, was it Kotaku? I forgot who first said that the game was called Black Ops Cold War. I, I can't remember who. I made a video talking about the article. I remember the article came out. I made a vid on it. I actually tweeted David Vonderhaar. If I could, I don't know. Do you have the screenshot? Already, I do have the screenshot. But you just, you just tweeted, um, you just tweeted at Treyarch, which was the, which was even weirder. Yeah, um, I, uh, I had tweeted. Yeah. I forgot. I think it was a, rep- it might have been a reply to Vonderhaar, where I'm like, hey, I'm excited for, uh, <laughs> I, I'm excited for hashtag Black Ops Cold War. Just the goofy tweet that I put out. He retweets the thing. He then unretweets it a couple days later. I'm like, he for sure. I'm, I'm so sorry if Vonderhaar got in trouble because of my silly tweet. But he there we re- go. I sent on Discord. Okay, he, unintens- he unintentionally revealed uh, the name of the next Call of Duty without even, without before the announcement, and was forced to uh, unretweet that. Let me pull up the screenshot. Funny as shit. I think it, what's funny about <laughs> it is I, I put the tweet out. It got like a couple of likes, and then also my phone blew up that night. And I, I think it was it might have been Fourth of July. Phone blew up, and I'm like, yo, was- what? Ha- the what? date. The date was. Uh, it says the date on there. I made sure to take it on the screenshot. May thirty first. Wait. Oh, so that was really early. Oops. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, because I had tweeted today officially marks the fact that we'll be getting the latest reveal for a COD ever. I'm so stoked to see what Treyarch has in store. Uh, at Treyarch hashtag Black Ops Cold War <laughs> hashtag COD twenty twenty hashtag Treyarch hashtag bangers. I didn't even tweet Von. I thought I tweeted Vonderhaar this. I didn't even tweet him anything, and he retweets the thing. So, yeah, I un- I unintentionally leaked COD 2020, so I'm sorry. I'm probably blacklisted for that. I'm sorry, Activision, but it was it was just something funny I put out. But, hey, sometimes Treyarch devs uh, like and retweet things they're probably not supposed to, and it might just be a, a little bit of a hint, in, in, yeah. you know, and then they have to unretweet or unlike it. It's fair. I understand. So I hope nobody got in trouble, but... I see. I see. Mark Mesta is like my uh, my tweets every now and then, which is pretty cool. Absolute legend. I love that guy, man. But seriously, mm-hmm. um, like I said, chat. If anybody deserves to get that Zoom call or that plane ticket to play Lego right here, man, I, I, I want to see mm-hmm. this guy playing fucking DLC one of COD twenty twenty three zombies uh, early at the studio like they used to do it, man. Because yeah. they forgot about all. You know, they forgot about all zombies people after like Bo four. They got no absolutely nothing for uh, in Cold War, um, and I guess because covid they couldn't find anybody out but um very little communication with zombie people um but you i mean you still dabble in mp as well so you're not really just zombies only which is cool like me as well we just talk about everything whenever it makes sense but yeah so I for think, me i guess it depends on the year like yep. some people play more mp so it just depends on what's better hell yeah love that attitude man but to really wrap things up i have this written down here quick 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 uh quick touch on this this little topic what's up with gaming nfts man are you big on crypto lego crypto nft any of that crap <laughs> right, do you care about any of that shit I, i'm assuming you don't 
I was gonna say I have dabbled a little bit in like you know Bitcoin, but like very very little. Not to the point Got where it. I really like not enough to make any sort of difference. Like you know, <laughs> I'll, I'll put 30, 40 yeah. bucks in here. I'll see where it is in a couple of years, but nothing like where I'm invested in it emotionally. I don't, I don't got time for that. Yeah, I I know I, I feel that because look, man, I know Troy Baker, a, a, a very familiar voice actor across the gaming industry, man. He he wanted to promote him to NFT. And, dude, he's getting absolutely cooked on Twitter right now. I mean, a lot of people are going down that 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 path of, like, promoting all this shit. And, hey, I, real quick, chat. I mean, hey, if, if NFTs are your thing or crypto or investment, cool. I got nothing. You have the right to do what you want. But when people start talking about gaming NFTs and I saw that. What was that one tweet recently from, I think it was uh, the Linkin Park fucking uh, singer or somebody that was in the band. He put out a tweet saying, oh, what about an item? You can get in Minecraft. You can then use in Call of Duty and in GTA. And it's, it's like, do I have to? I'm not an engineer or a dev, but do I have to go into how that just doesn't work, man? You <laughs> fucking cod's broken right now. Can you imagine a, a, a hat or a skin that somehow they have to port from like some other game or recreate multiple it from the ground up? Engines, Dude, games. fuck! Oh my god! <laughs> See, it's like people are there, and I'm like, we're back here talking about what they need to fix right now, and people are like in, two, in like three, the year three thousand. Talking about, you know, different art styles somehow merging. It's like, I don't want to see uh, some cosmetic and zombies that you can use in Minecraft. I don't care about that shit. You know what I mean? It's like, does that make any sense? Like, I, I don't I don't understand that. Say it again? I got that Dark Aether pickaxe. Yeah, I got the Dark Aether pickaxe. I can run in Fortnite now. Like, I'm so cool. It's like, dude, and the whole thing with NFTs, man, I'm not even going to get into, like, how silly the whole concept is. Really, what an NFT is is, like, that license that you own something and no one else does. It's not, not even the image itself. So it's like, I, I, I don't... I just don't feel like gaming's in a position where that's like a that needs to be a priority at all. With like you know, it, <laughs> I just I, I don't understand the, the appeal for that. But um, hey, I do I do some stocks. I have some investments, but I'm not I'm not into. It's like hey guys, I want to I'm gonna release my bomb logo as NFT. Like you know, first grabs. <laughs> like dude, cool dude. Like I, I don't know. I mean yeah, Lego's gonna have that. You know your your uh, your lock uh, your lock logo is gonna be NFT at some point soon. Like I don't know about that man. I just I, I don't think that's I don't think that's feasible for Call of Duty, but. Um, all in all, especially, I think, I, I think something uh, to do with like gaming NFTs is like, that would be like the, I, I think when, if, if, if a system were to be in place where it would be this seamless thing, like you can't, I can't even imagine what that would do for like microtransaction sales across like multiple different franchises. Cause who is getting paid for that? Who is getting paid for like, you know, if you, if you buy something in COD and then you transfer it over to Minecraft or whatever, just, yeah. just an example. Like, I don't think Minecraft would be too happy about missing out on that money that they would have gotten if they would have purchased on their game. So it's just like, again, it's I don't competition. It doesn't make any sense. Like, if I buy a Dark Ether pickaxe in Fortnite, but then the Dark Ether concept, for example, came from Call of Duty Zombies, why would Activision... Really yeah, why would Activision... I mean, I, I saw this thread recently. I'll, I'm, I'm going to put the guy's Twitter on, on screen. I want everybody to read this when everybody gets a chance. If you care about debunking gaming nfts there's a there's a thread if i can't find it i'll just i'll just tweet it myself later somebody put out like i saw it was a 20 tweet thread debunking i found it uh so uh it's right here xavier here, I'll, I'll i'll put it on screen so we can see this this guy goes through a tw i think it was even more than 20 tweets debunking how why nfts could ever work in gaming it just it does not work and there's a hundred reasons why and he goes through all of them it's hilarious 
And you talk about an artist's perspective. I mean, like I said, when you have different art styles for certain games, how do you, how do you, it just, you just can't, it just can't, you can't make that work. Yeah. Man. Like, like, I, like Borderlands to like Balloons Tower Defense 6. Like, <laughs> that, yeah, we're talking about, yeah, you want, you want to try to talk to like EA, Activision, Square Enix, Bethesda. Like, do you really, did, are, who, who's going to sit these guys in a room and talk about a cosmetic that should be in all the, like, no. It's like you said too, who's going to get paid to be in the middle and kind of make all that work? It, no. Please no. There's some. Anyway. The reason I brought that up is because look at COD right now. All the problems it's dealing with. There's priorities here that they need to be taken care of. I don't. I don't want to talk about a fucking hat from Minecraft in Call of Duty. Please, <laughs> please. We we do the not. The only way that. I'm gonna get into NFTs is if they introduce some sort of pause like NFT. If I can buy that <laughs> in Minecraft and port that over to Vanguard, like I. I, don't, I don't. <laughs> yeah, you, you can take your. Uh, you can take your World at War pause NFT and bring it to Vanguard. Yep. Like, oh, seamless. <laughs> seamless transition, ladies and gentlemen. Seamless. But, yeah, I mean, I, I guess we'll wrap up with this, man. When you get that pause button, what are you going to take advantage of first when you get that pause button? I mean, oh, I'm going to start up a game. I'm probably going to – I'm first going to use the restroom, come back, probably make a cup of coffee. Uh, probably then going to watch a stream, and I'm going to comment. There's so many times I'm watching live streams. I'm like, oh, I got to comment. Oh, but I can't stop. Can't. I got I Sorry. to say but I can't. I guess you have to wait till the end of this wave. That's. I mean, that's about it. I'll have a few seconds to type. Then, so I'm gonna comment on some things. Oh, it's gonna be. Yeah. It's gonna be a nice life. You missed that super chat. It's like, sorry, man. I, I couldn't get to it, man. I couldn't pause the. Especially do it. Imagine when we start doing like the main quest on Duran Fung, <laughs> and you gotta like you gotta pause and uh, you know figure out what just happened. Nope. Good luck, man. Take oh, your crap. Yeah. Take your crap beforehand. We'll see. But hey, I'm looking forward to these updates, nonetheless, man. Uh, you said it best earlier. If we can't adapt, then we won't be covering Vanguard as much. But, I mean, I, I think we both know that people that care about this franchise and about COD content creation, we're trying. We're, we're putting in our all, see what happens, and there will be light at the end of the tunnel, of course. But with that, ladies and gentlemen, episode 33 of Bombshell. Seriously, Lego, thank you. And your name, I, I forgot to say your name the whole stream, Matt. I'm sorry, I should have just called you Matt the whole stream. But <laughs> le, I think Lego works for you as well. And so Lego comes in with that with that, with that, uh, that fat lawsuit. <laughs> There's people who call me Lego in real life at this point, too, now. So it's like, yeah, it's easier to say. It works. It works. Until I, the lawsuit. We'll just keep. Until, <laughs> until the lawsuit, man. Yeah. Um. Seriously, though. Yeah. I mean, people in real life, too. I get called DK. I mean, it's just childhood friends as well. will say the same thing. It's just dynamite was my uh, nickname in, in grade school for whatever reason. I don't know where that. I don't even know where it came from, really. People just call me dynamite. And then I'm like DK and this was to my name. So I just, I just put it together and, and ran with it. But um, yeah, I guess uh, we'll have to wait and see how that looks in the future. But with that, we'll love to have you on again at some point. Appreciate you hopping mm -hmm. in. Bit of, a, bit of a longer episode today, but seriously, man. Oh, yeah, I'd definitely love to come back. I love I love talking COD and zombies. Yeah, Absolutely, man. Wish hell you, yeah. Hell yeah, man. <laughs> Wishing you all the best with your banger <laughs> coverage. And you had a podcast yep. at 1.2, right? You, you were doing something during uh, Cold War a little yeah. bit. Because I got busy, we're, we're 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 thinking about we actually started doing pretty well, but then it, it I'm not promising anything, but maybe maybe towards the end of the month, maybe maybe things happen again. So we'll see. Got it. Wishing you all the best with that. And